Here's a message from Ken Lavica. They make your skin crawl. They make your stomach turn. They are the scumbag franchises in sports. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. There's tone deaf, and then there's tone deaf, and the Brooklyn Nets are teetering on tone deaf. I mean, it's bad enough. You've got Kanye, sorry, Kyrie. But then, Ime Adoka, <laughs> what, what are we doing? Are the Brooklyn Nets purposely just trying to check all the boxes of scumbaggery? Can we please start calling Kyrie Kanye, though? Kanye? For the rest of the show. Kanye? Kanye. Fine. Kanye it is. Con Re, how would you spell that? K-A-N-R-I-E. Yeah, that's what I got. And instead of ye, it'll be re. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. That's how you do radio. But really, the Brooklyn Nets, how do they have any fans left? How are there any fans left that are willing, under their own volition, to pull out a credit card or use Venmo? Or Google Pay, or straight up cash to pay for tickets or merchandise or anything relating to the Brooklyn Nets. What in the hell is happening? Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 1063, free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the it's November, but it feels like July. Intracoastal, it is disgusting out. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, the radio life partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And our third chair is empty because it is Jeanette Javier. She has her European excursion. She is currently in Italy, and she is posting Instagram pictures of her drinking and seeing churches and then drinking some more out of wine holes in the wall in Italy. So that's what Jeanette's doing. And again, we're going to try and catch up with her. We'll try and get a a semi-sober update from her at some point this week. Uh, We spent, what would you say, Stone, the final half hour of the show yesterday? It was definitely a good 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to decipher the the thing, the 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 phenomenon that is Conry Irving, okay, and Theo Theo Dorsey did at one point question, maybe just maybe he just doesn't know any better. Do you really think he's anti-Semitic? And my answer to that was yes, because it's clear. That he's, he's uneducated. Like, let's be honest. As much as he wants you to think he's educated, he is uneducated. He is looking at conspiracy theory YouTube clips. He is uh, tweeting links to documentaries that there's no doubt uh, he has not watched straight through. Yeah, Duke failed him. Yeah, Duke, Duke failed him. He's failed himself. He's had a lot of enablers that have failed him because they say, oh, Kyrie, expand your mind and let the masses know. And he says, bet. And then it makes him look real 
real, real bad because he comes off as a complete blithering, um, pus-filled dumbass, okay? And my my response, though, to is he an anti-Semite is, is yes. Yes, he's an anti-Semite because when you have these thoughts, when you are latching on to these theories that white supremacists throughout the world have latched on to, to spread their hate, that thought, until it is, it is untaught to you, makes you an anti-Semite. It's that simple. It is that simple. So, Conry Irving, yeah. until he is taught otherwise, he has anti-Semitic thoughts rolling through his head. Now, what has happened is the NBA has been late to the party, and they have failed to check Conry Irving over his thoughts, over his unfortunate promotion, under his extremely disgusting association with Alex Jones. They have failed to check him. Last night, for the first time, you really heard some pushback. Charles Barkley, Shaq, Reggie Miller, this morning, Jay Will on ESPN Radio, all saying, hey, NBA players need to come together and have the same energy for Kyrie Irving and admonish what he said that they have had for Robert Sarver, who, very sketchy sexual assault, very sketchy alleged racism. You need to have that similar energy here. Because Kyrie's not going to learn anything and know better until he's finally checked on it. For sure. Another one to add to the list was Anthony Edwards, which I believe was late in the season last season or, or leading up to the season this season when he used the homosexual slur and then got suspended for it. It's another one to add to the list. Yeah. He got hey, suspended for it. Here we go. Here we go. And we're getting our first dumbass tweet of the day. Here we go. Nate weighs in as the first dumbass of the day. Why you go so hard on black folks? But your race, if they do wrong, I'm white, by the way, just in case anybody was anybody was in the dark about that. <laughs> or you can't tell by yeah. the voice. I just want to make sure we're perfectly clear. Why you go so hard on black folks, but your race, if they do wrong, you barely say anything. I have spread nothing but claims of dumbassery to all races. Okay? Tell, yeah, I mean, just think recent, right? Dan Snyder, Stephen Ross. I mean, a couple of white I folks. I spent a week killing Stephen Ross. A week killing Stephen Ross. A week. A week. Dan Snyder. Just a disgusting human being. This is selective listening, by the way, Nate. You barely say anything. And if you do, it's light. You went hard on the former Celtics head coach and then went into an advertisement, a bleeping AC company. What? What does that even what what does that even mean? What is, he, what is Nate talking about? Yeah, you're right, Nate. I'm, I'm not hard on, on white folks. You're right. I'm not hard on Brett Favre, scumbag. I'm, I'm not hard on Brett Favre at all. You're totally right. You're totally right. And then I'm not hard on Aaron Rodgers. I spent a whole week on Aaron Rodgers. What is Nate talking about? It's tough. It's tough, Nate. No context there. Coming in, it's 12.07. We haven't even been rolling for 10 minutes yet. 
And you come in with an air ball, similar to what Conry Irving did last night. Two for 12 from the field, yeah. 0 for 6 from 3. Yeah, yeah, Nate, you're the equivalent of Kanye Irving last night. Conry Irving, I'm sorry. And if we had a ratio, I think, on Ken Levicoli, the show hasn't even been around for 10 years. I've been a part of it for, I think, 11, almost a year now, 11 months. If we did a ratio, I think uh, the race of people that we went after would be predominantly yeah. the, the, the white. And, and we're talking about athletes here. It yeah. doesn't matter. We don't care what race it is at all. Mm. At all. We're a couple of six foot four white males, just big, bulky, stocky, muscular men. This is the problem. Just doing though. what we do. Nate appears to have the same the same hearing deficiency and the same information intake problem that Conry Irving does. Where it's selective. And he hears what he wants to hear in order to formulate an opinion, in order to formulate something that makes him feel better. Because for Nate, it seems like if he disagrees with something, it's easier for him to just call them a racist because he actually, Nate deep down, actually probably thinks a little bit like Conry does. Uh Uh-oh. And so now I think when it comes to Nate, we're getting into the the crux of maybe his issue with me because this is not the first time this Nate has come at me and called me a racist. So, I digress. Maybe we should have started with and Dan Snyder, or, or maybe, we're going to go after maybe. Colin Coward well, later no. in the show. We're going to go after Bill Simmons later in the show. I mean, there are plenty of other guys to go after if you would like to, well, to kind of, you said digress, go back to somebody else for Nate's sake. Well, uh, if, if Nate would have stayed patient, but he wanted to throw racists out there, because again, it makes him feel better, because he actually has some of the similar beliefs that Conry does, okay? And so, unfortunately, we're talking about the Nets, so, I'm about to be racist again, okay? Sorry, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast, this is me just doing it. I'm about to be racist again because <laughs> I'm about to go in on another black man, Ime Adoka. <laughs> now, God. if it makes any of you feel better, the white general manager, Sean Marks, is one of the biggest dopes and dolts in this entire tale. But I'm sure you guys don't want to hear that because I'm the racist one, so you just want to hear Ime Adoka, me, me, me uh, go in on Ime Adoka. So, the, the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are going to go from Conry and his foolish, his disgusting, his anti-Semitic thoughts, where they haven't suspended him, they haven't put their foot down, the NBA has largely failed to put its foot down with Kyrie, who, by the way, is still the vice president of the NBA Players Association. How's that going? Uh, by the way, the most toothless statement you could possibly put out yesterday about anti-Semitism in the NBA coming from the NBA Players Association. Didn't see that coming with Kyrie as the vice president. Not only do you have this festering, you fire Steve Nash, the head coach. And the replacement, a man who apparently performs something so disgusting with an underling or underlings in the Boston Celtics organization that he, mere months after helping lead the Celtics to an NBA Finals appearance, was completely wiped out of their plans for 2022-2023. And who took over in Boston? <laughs> a head coach with, a, with a, a, a previous domestic violence issue. That was a more savory option than Ime Adoka, with whatever he might have done. 
When Matt Barnes comes out on Instagram Live and says, oh, I heard what happened and it's bad, bad, you know it's bad because that's Matt Barnes and he knows bad, okay? So the Nets, the Nets say, Ime, save us. Ime Adoka, who has been in a bunker since September, (laughs) okay? Just nobody's heard from him. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but it was bad enough where the Boston Celtics are saying, please, Please take him. Just please take him. Please take Ime Adoka. What does that suggest to me? Ken Levicka, the alleged racist. I don't know if this is going to fit the narrative, but I don't know. I also, I also believe in um, fairness in the workplace. I don't know where that fits into the racist narrative, but I believe in women being in a workplace where it's comfortable for them where there is not a dynamic, a power dynamic that comes into play, which sure as hell sounds like, based on everything we've heard, was the case with the Boston Celtics. By the way, am I racist if I call out Josh Primo for exposing himself to females? No, you're not. Is that weird? Am I, am I, am I off base? Does that make me a racist if I say, hey, maybe the Nets should go get Josh Primo? Because I'm poking fun at the fact that this man may have thrown his career out the door because he was allegedly flashing his junk based on reports at females and doing it in a serial manner. Ah, Ken, you racist! How dare you! How You only rip the black men who whip their junk out at, at innocent women. And quite frequently here on Ken Levick Alive, do we talk about God. Brett Favre sending a nice little snapshot uh-huh. right. of his Johnson to a, a female that obviously he had relations with? Uh, me ripping Brett Favre for your stealing welfare money. Ah, I'm racist. I'm racist. I'm 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 racist. Gotta I know ba- I own it. It's gotta fine. balance it out nowadays, Ken. Gotta balance it out. People don't have uh careers nowadays. Emi Adoka appears to have performed a task that made him toxic to the Boston Celtics, so much so that they are asking for stone count at zero. 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 That's that's zero. In every single culture in the history of the world, zero has one meaning. That's nothing. Zero compensation. To let him go to Brooklyn, a division rival, not even a conference rival, a division rival, and go coach that team. No compensation. What does that mean? That Ime Adoka is such a legal anchor that the Boston Celtics are desperate to get rid of him and have him out from under the umbrella of the organization. Think about that. The, the, the head coach that led the Celtics to the finals last year and the Celtics... He has performed such an ugly uh, violation of the senses, of team rules, and maybe more, that they say, here, Nets, take him, and we'll put a nice little bow on him, too. That says everything I need to know. No doubt about about it. About and what he did in Boston. So the Brooklyn Nets are letting Conry Irving run wild. Again, no punishment. The Anti-Defamation League is involved. Sean Marks in his press conference yesterday said, oh, we're conferring with the ADL. That's not normal for a team. No, it's not. To have the Anti-Defamation League have to get involved. That's not me saying it. That's the Anti-Defamation League trying to get to Kyrie to say, Kyrie, this is why this is wrong, and this is why you're making yourself look real bad. No, 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 Stone, I'm sorry for saying that. That was racist of me. I'm sorry. And we're talking about the National Basketball Association, whose commissioner is Jewish. And Adam Silver, who still has yet to punish him. 
So as far as him staying strong, that's mm-hmm. respect. And it's a bad job by Adam Silver. Sure, but I mean, he's good at this kind of stuff. He's good at handling the, the, the I guess, the human side of things. Like, the weight and this well, thing will end up mapping he itself out. He better get moving. For sure. It's gone way too far and, now. Yeah, and guys like Charles Barkley and Shaq, we heard it last night on NBA Countdown and all of the TNT stuff. They said Adam Silver's kind of fumbled the bag here. Like, he's had an opportunity. This guy should be suspended, as well as a bunch of other guys have said the same thing. I'm just wondering. When Charles Barkley calls out Kyrie last night on national television, when Shaq calls out Kyrie last night on national television, are they racist too? I'm just wondering. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm wondering. Wait, while we're in the same vein, when Kanye West is throwing out anti-black rhetoric and anti-black sentiment and white lives matter, does that make him racist too? Or is it just Ken Levicka? On ESPN West Palm, when he dares call out the anti-Semitism of Kyrie Irving, that he's racist. Shut up! Stupid asses around here, man. But this is what I'm talking about. We can sit here and have scumbags abound in sports, but if you are not, because it's so extensive, if you're not covering the right person that is performing the right scumbag behavior, then someone starts to think about you in a certain way. Well, wait right there. Because there are two people that are of a different color than we are who join the show on a weekly basis. That's Theo Dorsey and that's Jeanette Javier. So if we're not able to, people on our show are able Mm -hmm. to, or at least respected more by Nate when it comes to speaking about it. No, you can't necessarily fault yourself because we spend our everyday lives with people who are, in quotations, to Nate's quotes, allowed to touch on it. I just, and I don't mean to go over the top and bag and bag so hard on Nate, but what what I take exception to is that we limit ourselves here on this show to one specific race of people. I mean, Stone, it's been a collage. It's been a rainbow of dumbass claims we've thrown out there over the last two years. For sure. I just hope we're not giving Nate what he wants. I hope he's not laughing, telling his friends to tune in because his name gets thrown around. I, mean, I, should, I don't I think, think we, we should, have to worry about that. I think we should stop uh, using his name, give him a different yeah, name. But We're giving this guy exactly what he wants. But here's the problem. There is so much scummery in sports right now, so much scumbaggery, it's hard to really figure out where to focus your attention to. Because we get word today that Dan Snyder has hired Bank of America to begin the sale of the Washington Commanders. That organization, speaking of uncomfortable workplace environments, okay, and the Nets right now are probably the the most modern-day proof of scumbaggery in sports. If you're going from Kyrie to Steve Nash getting fired and Ime Adoka being the replacement... I mean, you might as well sign Josh Primo. You might as well hit the 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 Holy Grail. You might as well hit the Holy Trinity there. Yeah, Jay Will dropped a quote today. He said, I'm pretty sure this Brooklyn Nets team is the least liked team in all of sports all time. And I thought about it, and I'm like, I'm 24 years old, and I can't think of another team that I hated more than, or disliked more than I, than I do the Brooklyn Nets right now. Can't think of one. I mean, it is... It's pretty overwhelming, but then you've got the commanders who spent God knows how many years just completely unchecked with sexual harassment in the workplace. A calendar shoot for the cheerleaders of that team and nude pictures of them were just sent around the front office and ogled at and laughed at 
That's not a safe working environment. That is not a safe working environment. Intimidation in the workplace. Blackmail in the workplace. Everything was so extensive. Claims of racism. Speaking of racism in the workplace, a man who didn't even work for the Washington franchise because of racism got fired as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So if that is taking place out of an investigation into the Washington football franchise, what the hell else was going on there? That is scumbaggery at its finest. Not to mention, it took Dan Snyder a decade to finally realize that the nickname of his franchise was offensive, and he fought it, 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 and then finally he gave in. He conceded. And then finally the NFL looked into the franchise as a whole. But even the NFL went full scumbag. Oh, what were the the determinations of the investigation, Roger Goodell? What actually took place? Um, what was found? What were the specifics? Ah, uh, we can't let you know that because uh, the results weren't written down. Um, what? Well, what? The billion-dollar NFL couldn't have the investigation results written down? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what the hell sense does that make? So the NFL's in cahoots with it because they were no matter how much they dislike him, trying to protect Daniel Snyder. Because, and I think it lends to the ESPN report a couple of weeks ago, if that stuff gets out, guess who goes on his blackmail tour? Dan Snyder. His extortion tour. I mean, there are scumbag franchises all over the place. Sports, baby. The Nets right now are the latest example. But what is the pro sports franchise to you that feels most scummy overall? Maybe it's several decades of this coming to a head. Several years of this coming to a head. Maybe it's something that disgusts you right now. But which pro sports franchise just feels most scummy? Because the Nets, right now, I think they're exhibit A. But there are several to choose from. And there's one that I grew up with that I'll tell you about in a second. Which pro sports franchise feels most scummy? 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Which pro franchise right now feels most scummy? Let me tell you a story about the Chicago Blackhawks. So, growing up in Chicago and in the Chicago area, the Blackhawks were always unique because I grew up in a time where they weren't on television because Bill Wirtz, their owner, was a complete scumbag and thought that he's losing money at the gate if he's televising home games. So you need to come to Chicago Stadium. You need to come to the United Center. You can't watch Blackhawks games in Chicago if they're playing in Chicago unless you show up to the arena. And in a not-so-shocking turn of events, the Blackhawks were bad. Bad, bad, bad. And then he dies. And I hate to say it, but the fortunes of the franchise changed when Bill Wirtz croaked. Because then his son Rocky took over. And man, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Marion Hosa, the entire franchise changed. And they won a Stanley Cup, and then they won a second Stanley Cup, and then they won a third Stanley Cup. Championship rallies at Soldier Field, parades down State Street in Chicago. Awesome stuff. I never thought, growing up, when I was growing up, the Bulls were the apex. Of course. A sprinkle of bears. Then the White Sox won the World Series. That's all good stuff. And it's not like the Blackhawks were my favorite team, but it was damn cool to see a Stanley Cup hoisted. And then it happened two more times. But then 
Patrick Kane was alleged to have raped somebody. Blackhawks had no comment about it. Didn't say much about it. Things were just sort of swept away, went away. Patrick Kane played on. And then there were the allegations, there were the rumblings that a player in the Blackhawks minor league organization was sexually assaulted slash raped by a head trainer with the Blackhawks. Ah, but we move on. We move on. You got cups to win. Then it turns out, after the NHL finally focuses on it and the Blackhawks decide they need to, they need to, 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 to face the reality that this might have happened, they investigate, they investigate, they investigate. Turns out, Blackhawks covered it up. Joel Quenville, head coach, covered it up. Lied about it then to the NHL as the head coach of the Panthers. Met with Commissioner Gary Bettman. So I, didn't, I, I don't remember a conversation where someone told me in a meeting during the playoffs, however many years ago, that uh, the, the head trainer uh, in his apartment raped one of our players. I don't remember that uh, ever coming up. I, I don't recall it. I don't recall it. Oh, wait. There's actually documented proof that that was said to you in a meeting and you dismissed it. Oh, I don't. I, uh, uh, and that's why Joel Quenville was fired as the coach of the Panthers a year ago. And that, to me, I've never been able to go back to the Blackhawks. That is the most disgusting. They covered up a trainer on player rape. And think about how tough it is for a big, burly, male hockey player to put it all on the line and go public with, yes, I was raped, sexually assaulted by a male trainer. It flies in the face of everything that anyone and especially the meatballs who follow that sport, would ever believe, right? And it happened. And it happened. He had to keep himself anonymous. And then he had the guts to come out once the investigation results were made public and talk about it. That's bravery. That's courage right there. And the Blackhawks, that's full the franchise type nonsense. That's clear out the front office type nonsense. That's scumbaggery. It in- that's it disgusting. Indeed. Scumbaggery. So, the Nets are bad. The Nets are bad for different reasons. Blackhawks are bad because it legitimately ruins somebody's life. And then they tried to cover it up. The Nets, I think, are just right now with Conry and now with Ime Adoka, they're guilty of just terrible judgment. Terrible judgment and shallow morals. Which pro sports franchise feels most scummy? And I don't want this stone to come off as Ken Levicka on his moral high horse. I certainly am not the most upstanding of citizens. I'll be the first to admit that, okay? I'm not going to church on Sundays and praying for forgiveness and wearing my rosary and doing all of these things. No, I'm, I'm a scumbag too. I've done plenty of scumbag things, hood rat things with my friends. I've done all of that stuff. Dropped a nice one there. But what I do know is that there are certain things that make your skin crawl. And you know, deep down, common sense tells you this is unacceptable. The Nets with Conry and now Ime Adoka, that's unacceptable. I mean, that's so preventable, which is why it's so unacceptable. The Washington football franchise, Dan Snyder, how is he still the owner? How is he still the owner and how have we never seen the details of the investigation? How? How, how, how? The same investigation that wiped John Gruden off the face of the football earth. How? The Chicago Blackhawks, a player was assaulted sexually by a trainer, and we didn't know about it for damn near a decade because they covered it up. Which pro sports franchise feels most scummy? 
888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let's start on the phones. Brad's in Jupiter, and Brad's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Brad. Hey, how are we doing today? Good. I agree with uh, those two ones. I think those are pretty strong. Uh, mine, mine's probably similar to the uh, commanders and the loose morals and the, and the looking the other way aspect. I, I, I just think that the Cleveland Browns throwing all of that money at Deshaun Watson oh, and, yeah. and just giving him the whole, you know, the whole kitchen sink with with all of the horrible allegations. Uh, just you know, it doesn't it doesn't make any of the victims uh, feel any better. It doesn't you know, it just promotes more negativity for the league and that type of stuff. And I just think, I mean, maybe that's slightly my Bengals fan bias, but I do not I do at all think there's something sketchy about the Browns organization and their ownership. Brad, when there is someone that has garnered, now the count stone, is over 30 allegations of sexual assault where so many of these stories line up and you have, while this is going on, that quarterback get the largest guaranteed contract in NFL history? Yeah, that's scummy. That's scummy. That's really scummy. Appreciate the call. I'm all for going for it and winning. And we'll talk plenty about Dolphins, speaking of going for so it. We're chubbed up. We are chubbed up, baby. But to share Brad's thing, so I did have the Browns written down, and it was my thought, you know, when we p- proposed this in our show prep, and I, my single reason was because they paid him that much. Like, it's okay if you bring him in. It's okay if you reprimand him, but to give him 250 guaranteed, that's where things go a little awry for me. Mm-hmm. So share the same thoughts as Brad there. And also the Browns, they never offered up, hey, we'll suspend him. Uh, right. Right. It was, oh, NFL, do your bidding. And the NFL said, oh, uh, four games. Oh, we need to, we, 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 we are the ones that screwed up the punishment process. Right. So we'll come in and save the day off the disaster we created. So, okay, 11 games. And, oh, yeah, he'll come back in time to face his former team. And all of our TV partners will be happy. Punishment served. Like the NFL, another instance of them dipping their toe into the scum waters. As well. Hey, because they can't help themselves. But be weary. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. Be weary. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be weary. Just just call me the R word. Just get it over with. You're racist. Thank you. I am a racist because God Come forbid on. I talk about Deshaun Watson and his sexual assault allegations. I'm too hard on him. I'm too hard on Connery. I'm too hard on Deshaun Watson. You know what we're going to do next week? We're going to have a show dedicated to me crushing white people. No, we're not. We're what not we're doing do, that. It's going to be Ken Lavica Live presents the White Roast. Okay? And what you're going to do, for two hours, I want all the white people in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast to call in, and I'm going to roast you to your, your, your telephone face. What if they roast you back? That's good, because I'm white, and I'll be roasted. It'll be the Ken Lavica Live White Roast. What if I just roasted you for two hours? That would work, too. Okay. White on white roasting. We'll brainstorm. You know what? If if the black folks, and there's plenty of, of great black listeners to Ken Levick Alive, and we appreciate and love them all, even though Nate doesn't think so. Appreciate and love them all. You can call and roast me. Maybe that's more appropriate. Please I'll do. roast the white callers. The black callers will roast me. It'll be the Ken Levick Alive white roast here on ESPN 106.3. Breaking barriers in radio. This show. I'm proud of what we're doing. Where else are we going, Stone? I lost track. We are going to Carl in Vero Beach. Carl in Vero is on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Carl. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, I guess uh, my crummy teams, uh, disgusting teams. First, this New England 
they uh, mm. I'm sick of them. They, they, they still, I'm, I mean, for 20 years, the guy, he, he tried to tell me the other day, well, you know, Tom Brady, he's this, he's that. For 20 years, he's been going to the Super Bowls and he's winning. But, of course, for 20 years, yeah. he's been caught up with some type of cheating, some type of scam. Mm-hmm. This is, is, I mean, just as long. Uh, I have another one, Penn yep. State. Oh, yes. Uh, what yes. happened at Penn State? That school should have been burned down. It never, you know, I mean, that's that that was a travesty that this happened. Yep. And if it would have been women, I think they would have. But they didn't. But, Penn you know, State's and I know they tried to make the wrong. And, and here's what's what unfortunate about what happened with, with Penn State, and appreciate the call. As the years have gone on, I think it's fallen further and further into the depths of people's um, uh, repressed memory. You said How I think. How disgusting that was. You said I think. No, that's is. a fact. Yeah. Child rape. Alleged child rape by Jerry Sandusky at Penn State. And when it was brought up, that's the first I've thought about it in probably years. Think about that. Joe Paterno lost his job because he allegedly covered up child rape. And Joe Paterno's kid is still traipsing around the country trying to clear his dad's name. Hmm. Not good. I Not so. good. That's right up there. The Penn State one is right up there. And it says a lot about where we're at that when I was putting together this topic, didn't even occur to me. Same thing. Didn't even occur to me. Which pro sports franchise or sports organization in general feels most scummy? There's plenty to choose from right now. We are in some dark depths right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Which pro sports franchise or sports organization, period, feels most scummy? 888-760-3776. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho. Rich sports franchise, sports organization feels the most scummy right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. By the way, Stone and I, Chubbed up. Bradley Chubb is a Dolphin. Are the Dolphins now Super Bowl contenders? Tua, Dolphins fans, he's the guy now. This is the guy. There's no more insurance policies left. How does that make you feel? We have a lot to cover. It is a busy, busy Wednesday, including some good vibes coming from Stone. He Mm -hmm. is Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, an eventful Wednesday here in the old confines of ESPN West Palm. But seriously, though, are the Nets actively trying to have season ticket packages canceled? 
<sighs> trying to win a championship, right? Bringing a championship caliber coach and you mean Doku. Why are you laughing? He's what a was, good coach. What was uh what was Kyrie's line last night? He was two of twelve. Mm-hmm. 0 from 6 from 3 and mm. finished the game with 4 points. Over 30 minutes played and they lost to the Chicago Bulls at the crib. Who, wow. bet, who bet on them? This guy. <laughs> who lost on them? This guy. Oh, no. Who's 1 and 6? The Brooklyn Nets. Boy. Uh, we'll hear, by the way, from Sean Marks, their GM, in a second. Yeah. And a little KD as well. We hear from Conree, except he's been banned from talking to the media <laughs> for obvious reasons until the Anti-Defamation League can speak to him. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Stone lost some money on the Nets last night because of Kyrie. A lot because of Kyrie. All because of Kyrie. All because of Kyrie. Maybe he can make it back with Underdog Fantasy. You're ding right. Play some Game 4 World Series games tonight, Underdog Fantasy. How about already looking ahead to Week 9 of the NFL season? There are, I'm looking at them right now, five on my Underdog Fantasy up five Week 9 games to play. There's high-low, it's head-to-head. You got everything there right for you. Plenty of chances even tonight to win money back, courtesy of Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's my fantasy. It's the best fantasy. When I leave the ESPN West Palm offices, sometimes because of the show, I'm just a little, little strung up, right? I'm just uh, gotta, gotta let the anxiety go a little bit. And I open up the gap. I'm like, you know what? Let me win some money. Let's let's get in my bag a little okay. bit. Okay. And I play three or four games a night, and that's good for me. And sure enough, right now my deposit, my my uh, um, balance, my balance is like two twenty, two twenty one, mm-hmm. winning money. Won again last night, four dollar. That's right. And the best part is to buy into these fantasy games. It's like five dollars with a chance to win five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand dollars. Can't beat that. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's so easy to use. And if you use the promo code West Palm, all one word, West Palm. They're doubling your deposit up to a hundo, $100 at Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Again, the most important part, use that promo code. Trying to help you out. One word, promo code West Palm. Double that deposit up to $100. The scummiest sports franchise right now, the scummiest sports organization right now, the Blackhawks stick with me. When we're talking about sexual assault, and this is why, and we don't know the exact parameters of what Ime Adoka did, but it certainly feels like it was sexual in nature or inappropriate in a sexual way, and there was a potential power dynamic involved, and it was so severe that the Celtics decided, and let's 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 not mince words, Ime Adoka was never going to coach the Celtics again. That suspension was purely to give them time to figure out how they were going to dispose of him, Right. Of course. So this is, if Ime Adoka does indeed become the Brooklyn Nets head coach, what a gift to them. Because they'll, for no compensation, say, yep, get him off our hands. Farewell. That says all I need to know about the severity of what Ime Adoka did. When it comes to things like sexual assault in the commander's case, in the Deshaun Watson case, in the Blackhawks case, those are the things, and especially when it's unchecked or when 
Uh, it's a half-baked effort to address it. Yeah, I love that by Theo yesterday who called Kyrie's comments half-baked because they are just half-baked. They are half-baked. There's no education behind but them. They've gone from, what the Nets are doing, they're going from anti-Semitism, which is bad in and of itself, to anti-Semitism and sexual improprieties, alleged sexual improprieties. Why? What are you doing? I... I I get wanting to win. I was going to say, I think they want to win. I get realizing that you are maybe in the last year of this KD Kyrie experience. So you need to maximize it and maximize it now. But at what cost? At what cost? Because there's no goodwill with that franchise any longer. They've lost it. Especially with the type of offseason that the Nets had. All of the drama, the trade requests, the rescinding of those trade requests... The, I don't want to play for Steve Nash, into Steve Nash starting the season, into Steve Nash being fired seven games in. I don't know, man. It just, it rubs me the wrong way, and I don't like it. And if Ime Adoka got a job again after things with the Celtics were cleared up, would I love it? No. Would I talk about not loving it? Yeah. But would I accept it? Sure. Because I do believe in second chances. I do. It, it's why when people make mistakes, I generally try not to overly judge them because who knows? If you're ever in that situation, no matter what it is, and I think like a DUI is probably uh, one that a lot of people have lived or maybe previously, they've, oh, that guy drinking and driving, what a dumbass. But then all of a sudden, you're sitting there with the cop lights behind you at 2.30 in the morning on a Friday. You're like, oh, bleep. I'd want people's sympathy or understanding, a really which is good why call. I don't go or dive into those places, right? But this, with the anti-Semitism, with a guy who doesn't appear willing to learn what he's actually trying to educate others on, and he's not educate, educated himself, that's where I have no problem going after Conry. For sure. Okay? M.A. Adoka, sorry, it's too toxic to go and get him. I'm sorry. It's just not good enough by the Brooklyn Nets. And I don't, I don't know Sean Marks. I trust that Sean Marks has a conscience. This is not a good career decision on his end. It's not. And it's a bad look on the NBA. That's the thing, too. By extension, it's a bad look on the NBA. Is it a bad look on your radio life partner in Stone Lebanon that he picked him to participate in the NBA championship? Versus the Los Angeles Lakers? Wait, what do you mean? Before the season started? What are you talking about? You asked me. <laughs> who out of the East and who out of the West? Uh-huh. And I chose the oh, Lakers chose versus the Brooklyn Nets. Well, it's because you get stars in your eyes. Uh, I, uh, stars just live in my eyes. You, you, LeBron in one eye and, and KD of... in the other eye. No, I can't. It's not a bad look. No, I'm kidding. You're not the only one. I, uh, Stephen A. Smith, the highest paid man <laughs> yeah, yeah. in all of sports media. And I know that Stephen A., uh, he riled up. The, uh, the grifters on social media uh, over the last couple of days because he said that as a, a black man, he is underpaid for what he provides. And the grifter, oh, he makes $8 million a year. This isn't a race thing. All right, it might not be a race thing, but he's underpaid. The dude's worth, the dude works seven days a week, and he's on every single show that ESPN has. So, yes, Stephen A. Smith is vastly underpaid, no matter how you feel about the man, Okay. That said, Stephen A. Smith, his trendy pick to go to the finals with the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, sir. So you're in the same company as Stephen A. Smith. Oh, so no, yeah. you should not feel bad. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You should not feel bad. Mm-hmm. The scummiest 
sports organization right now to you is whom? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jay in Jupiter. What's going on, Jay? My initial thought was the Yankees. And the reason why I was the Yankees because the Yankees are that guy that I don't just want my girl. I want your girl, and I yep. want your girl. I don't just want my house. I want your house mm-hmm. and your house, right? I, my initial thought was the Yankees. But then I thought about Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder is the epitome of Nino Brown. Do you remember what Dan Snyder said when, when all of this came out? What did what he threaten to do? Blackmail. Yep. And what did Nino Brown say? This thing is bigger than Nino Brown. And I got a list to prove it. If I'm going down, I'm taking a whole uh-huh. lot of people with me. <laughs> he is the epitome of that. He's not even denying what he did. He ain't even denying that. What he's telling you is, you think what I did is bad? Man, wait till I tell you what everybody else did. Right, right. Wait until wait until you're in my sights and I extort the hell out of you. You're exactly right. And that, right. that is, <laughs> is the epitome of a complete scumbag. Man, uh, Jay, I appreciate you. It all goes back to Dan Snyder, right? Like we can rail on Connery all we want, but Dan Snyder may be that shining beacon of dirtbag that, that 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 shines brighter than anybody else in sports for sure. And now you know it's coming out that he's collaborating with Bank of America to try to sell the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thinks it's a good time now with everything going on with Conry, Steve Nash, getting candy. He's like, oh, now's my time. Now's yeah, my time. I can this, slip it in there. This is his equivalent of the Friday evening yeah, news drop. Yeah. yeah. Like, Whoop, let me just slip out the door now. <laughs> let me make my billion dollars real quick. Think about how hard it is. He has been trying to get a stadium built for the last 10 years. All of the politicians in and around Washington, D.C., who are corrupt, who are downright bad people, who are scumbags in their own right, Think about how bad of a person you need to be where none of them want to work with you any longer to try and help you get funding and approval for a new stadium in that area, in the Beltway, where how many of those politicians are on the take? A lot. Where you couldn't, they, they, they don't want to work with Daniel Snyder. I mean, good, sweet God, man. You know, I'm visualizing the job that his assistant has, right? Hey, reach out to blah, 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 right? We want to build a new stadium. Hey, reach out to blah, blah, blah. And his assistant calls and calls and the phone rings and rings and nobody picks up. And he's like, hey, man, they won't answer. Or they keep telling me no. And he's just got to do that for a few years before he finally gives up and sells the team. And now it, it looks like that's that's on its way. Yeah, it, it does. looks like that's coming. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I never asked you. Who's your scummy franchise? You know, this has been my answer to you a few times now. That uh, as long as I've been on the show, it's like, hey, I'm young. Right? I'm still kind of haven't been a part of history in a sense of some of the big things happening to where I've learned the details and stuff. So I, I don't really have one. I guess I'm in the midst of the Browns, and I do find it uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable that they paid the man two hundred fifty sure. million dollars. So, and everybody's so, sensibilities are different, for sure. For sure. Like, like, I think that there are probably, if we were outside of South Florida, there'd be several people that would have already called in to say the Dolphins, the way they handled Tua, <laughs> the way that Stephen Ross goes about his business in an unsavory way. I do think the Dolphins would be someone uh, or a team, yeah. an organization that, that people brought up. But I think we're a little bit insulated here in Dolphins excitement, which is why it hasn't come to the forefront. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think if I had to give another one, it would be based off of the Last Dance documentary, learning how Jerry Reinsdorf did things behind the door, right, and how he eventually blew up the entire operation. But 
good owner, right? He, he ended up winning these guys' championships or, or or kind of building that. But the way MJ, the way Pippen, the way they all talked about what he did behind the scenes, I that was kind of my first glimpse at, I, I guess, scumbaggery or, or of somebody not liking somebody who owns the team. That, yeah, I think that is more penny pincher versus alpha competitors. I don't think that's with scumbaggery. I think that's more a clashing of personalities, what happened with the Bulls. Sure, and I would agree with that. I just think it's kind of not caring about the guys on like a human side of things, like you can kind of they're Bro, disposable. And welcome, I understand. welcome for sure. to ownership of pro sports, though, for man. For sure, yeah, you see it all the time. And even what we saw with you know, Robert Kraft having a good relationship with Tom Brady, but ultimately having to give up on him because of Bill Belichick. Like that is the business side of things. I learned it on a very small scale in college football. Like we are a number on a roster. That we are nothing more. If you can help win your coach games and help win your team games, sure, you're along for the ride and you're beloved in that building but if you're not yeah you're disposable you're just a jersey number that they printed out for you and that you got to go rock out each and every day and put your life on the line and put your family and all this stuff on the line so I've learned at least some of the the scumbaggery that goes on I've been on the wrong side of the scumbaggery I think if you would ask me my own opinion you're sure you've yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely so you've experienced that and we won't like dive into it but yes you you have been disrespected for sure disrespected so I, I can't necessarily have an answer but I love that I'm learning about the business side of things and that I can kind of touch on it but I would say the Browns if I had to give you an answer just because with all this right you said the number was over 30 35 is the exact number I believe for Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. you get 250 million dollars I mean the math just does not add up no not at all for a guy that's facing over 30 sexual assault allegations my god it is this point of the hour already we've been pontificating for 54 minutes I still have a lot I need to say uh we'll get to your social media we'll continue to take calls which pro sports franchise or which sports organization is most scummy in your mind? The one that 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 causes you a visceral reaction. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And I've teased it a couple of times, but I do want to play the Sean Marks into Kevin Durant audio from yesterday because I just wonder how complicit all innocent KD is in this entire Brooklyn Nets fiasco. Which pro sports franchise or which sports organization just comes off the most scummy to you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Real quick, let me tell you about I Think Financial. The community needs your help. Donate today to the I Think Community Foundation. Support their mission to improve the lives of children and families in our communities. This is your chance to step up and uh, do it with I Think Financial. Each year, the I Think Community Foundation hosts Jingle Bells at the Branches, where children in need can come enjoy activities, holiday treats, and a special guest appearance right from the North Pole. Donate at ithinkfi.org foundation or show support by purchasing a Jingle Bells icon at your nearest branch. Visit ithinkfi.org locations to find your branch or call one 800 873 5100. That's I Think Financial. And Stone and I know from spending time at I Think Financial locations, they have great snacks. He's Stone the Banner with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 1063. EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. You got to cool off. It is so disgusting again 
I look at the weather forecast this morning, Stone, 93% humidity on November 2nd. Gotta love it. This is salt life for you. You love it. Hashtag salt life. Oh, I'm hanging loose. You're just going to the beach. I'm chubbed up, going to the beach. Salt life. It's all the above, baby. I love this. Oh, man. But for normal folks, and for those of you new to South Florida, surprise! This is how it is. There's no fall. There's a handful of... High 60s, low 70s in November. You'll get the same thing beginning in November. Maybe you'll get uh, 61, 62 degrees late December. All the white women will break out the boots, the furry boots. You don't know the name of them? Huh? You don't know the name of the boots? No. Uggs. Uggs. I'll break them out. And then it'll be 85% hot. AC needs to be working. That's where EDS comes in. EDS is yes. Again, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. They have their blowout sale right now. Take advantage of this. I'm urging you, if you think that your AC unit is about to... Right now, blowout sale, in-stock units, you can get a rebate up to $750 on all in-stock units at EDS Air Conditioning. But... They can't help you unless you go to edsairconditioning.com and you reach out to them and you get a rebate update. But this is the time to act. If it's time to overhaul your AC unit and you've been trying to wait and wait and wait because you don't have the money, well, now's the time. Potential rebate up to $750. EDS Air Conditioning, the blowout sale. edsairconditioning.com. Always remember, write it down. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS Air Conditioning. Com. Before we head into our official hour number two, Stone, let's hear Sean Marks from last night, or from yesterday, I should say, talking about Steve Nash and the decision to fire Steve Nash, who lasted a finger snap into this 2022-2023 season. And while Kyrie's off being anti-Semitic and the Nets are bad and they're underperforming, Steve Nash sat down with Sean Marks, and this is what Sean Marks had to say about his now former head coach and the decision to let him go. As you guys heard the news evening, um, as you guys heard the news today, uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Steve and Leela and the entire Nash family for uh, their commitment, their sacrifice, uh, friendship, and everything they've done, not only for the for the Nets organization, but for the for the borough of Brooklyn. I think you guys all know that um, Steve and I have a very close relationship. We will continue to have a very close relationship. Uh, it dates back more than 20 years. Uh, that has that relationship has made this a, a very difficult decision. Um, but at the same time, it's it's made it a, uh, a one that I could come to, or we could come to together. Um, with an understanding, an honest understanding, appreciation for each other, and, and where we stand. So, um, we both felt that this was this was time. Uh, it was certainly trending in that way. And to be quite frank, the team was um, was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. You know, we we have we've fallen um, from our goals of meeting our goals, and it was it was time now because we still have uh, lofty aspirations of where we need to get to. So. Um, with that said, we wish again. We wish Steve and Leela all the best, and commend them for for everything he's done. And I, I will um, also state that just his humility and his leadership throughout his entire time has been something that we've all learned from. You know, his fingerprints will 
be all over this organization for, for many, many years to come. So, you know, I, I thank him uh, and his whole family for that. Make no mistake, Steve Nash is not unhappy today. The, the ego hit that he took from being fired as head coach of the Nets is offset by, I don't have to deal with this locker room anymore. Indeed. I don't have to be a part of this franchise anymore. And I think a big part of the headache for him is not only Kyrie and whatever documentary he's watching next and promoting on Twitter, it's also KD. And KD had this to say when asked about Steve Nash and him losing his job and being dismissed (laughs) just over a handful of games into the season. The same KD, by the way, who reportedly sat down with management in the offseason and said, I don't want to play for Steve Nash anymore. Listen to what KD said about Steve Nash being let go. You're always shocked when a move like this happens, but it's normal in the NBA. Rocky year last year, Rocky summer. Uh, we knew that everybody was being evaluated. That's just how it is. I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a roller coaster the last few years, but, you know, the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do, you know. So regardless of who the coach, regardless of, you know, the circumstances, still got to come to work. So I enjoy coming to work with Steve. Bull bleep. The first, just play right, right at the beginning. You're always shocked when... There. I was shocked. No, you weren't. You, you weren't shocked. You called for it. You called for it. You're not shocked that Steve Nash is gone. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if KD went to Cy, went to Marks and said, hey, this isn't working. Get him out. KD is such a phony. I mean, that's just phony stuff. I liked, I liked Brooklyn with Steve. I liked uh, Brooklyn with the, the coaching staff. Uh, I enjoyed... St- no, you didn't. See, Stop! I, I'll hesitate calling KD a phony because I think he's just a hooper at heart. He's somebody who just wants to go out there and play basketball. If he didn't have a coach, he wouldn't care. If his teammates never spoke to him, I don't think he'd care. He just wants to go out there and hoop, play basketball. I, I'm, I'm really hesitant on calling him a phony. I think it's some company lines, right? Really shocked. Love being coached by them. Love the staff. Now, like stuff you got to throw out there. Company line, though, is when nobody knows anything. It becomes disrespectful when he's openly saying things that people know not to be true. Sure. Like that, that's where it bothers me. It's one of the interviews where you just have to answer the question, right? Get by. You know this clip's going to get posted. You know it's going to get played on ESPN Radio in West Palm Beach, right? Like, Katie knows that, and he's probably listening, right? He, uh, he, of course. He also thinks I'm a racist. <laughs> Can't live it alive, but stuff you got to answer. I don't think this dude cares. I don't think he's a phony. When we come back, it's time to celebrate. Because Stone and I and the Dolphins are chubbed up. He's still on the band. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's a message from Ken Levicka. They make your skin crawl. They make your stomach turn. They are the scumbag franchises in sports. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Levicka Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. There's tone deaf, and then there's tone deaf, and the Brooklyn Nets... 
are teetering on tone deaf. I mean, it's bad enough. You've got Kanye, sorry, Kyrie. But then, Ime Yadoka, <laughs> what, what are we doing? Are the Brooklyn Nets purposely just trying to check all the boxes of scumbaggery? Can we please start calling Kyrie Kanye, though? Conry? For the rest of the show. Conry? Conry. Conry it is. Conry. How would you spell that? K-A-N-R-I-E. Yeah, that's what I got. And instead of ye, it'll be re. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. That's how you do radio. But really, the Brooklyn Nets, how do they have any fans left? How are there any fans left that are willing, under their own volition, to pull out a credit card or use Venmo or Google Pay or straight-up cash to pay for tickets or merchandise or anything relating to the Brooklyn Nets. What in the hell is happening? Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine accident attorney studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the it's November, but it feels like July. Intracoastal, it is disgusting out. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights, the radio life partner. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And our third chair is empty because it is Jeanette Javier. She has her European excursion. She is currently in Italy, and she is posting Instagram pictures of her drinking and seeing churches and then drinking some more out of wine holes in the wall in Italy. So that's what Jeanette's doing. And again, we're going to try and catch up with her. We'll try and get a a semi-sober update from her at some point this week. Uh, We spent, what would you say, Stone, the final half hour of the show yesterday? It was definitely a good 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to decipher the the thing, the 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 phenomenon that is Conry Irving, okay, and Theo Theo Dorsey did at one point question, maybe just maybe he just doesn't know any better. Do you really think he's anti-Semitic? And my answer to that was yes, because it's clear. That he's, he's uneducated. Like, let's be honest. As much as he wants you to think he's educated, he is uneducated. He is looking at conspiracy theory YouTube clips. He is uh, tweeting links to documentaries that there's no doubt uh, he has not watched straight through. Yeah, Duke failed him. Yeah, Duke, Duke failed him. He's failed himself. He's had a lot of enablers that have failed him because they say, oh, Kyrie, expand your mind and let the masses know. And he says, bet. And then it makes him look real Real, real bad because he comes off as a complete blithering, um, pus-filled dumbass. Okay, and my my response though to is he anti-Semite is is yes, yes he's an anti-Semite because when you have these thoughts, when you are latching on to these theories that white supremacists throughout the world have latched on to, to spread their hate, that thought, until it is it is untaught to you, makes you an anti-Semite. It's that simple. It is that simple. So, Conry Irving, yeah. until he is taught otherwise, he has anti-Semitic thoughts rolling through his head. Now, 
what has happened is the NBA has been late to the party, and they have failed to check Conry Irving over his thoughts, over his unfortunate promotion, under his extremely disgusting association with Alex Jones. They have failed to check him. Last night, for the first time, you really heard some pushback. Charles Barkley, Shaq, Reggie Miller, this morning Jay Will on ESPN Radio all saying, hey, NBA players need to come together and have the same energy for Kyrie Irving and admonish what he said that they have had for Robert Sarver, who very sketchy sexual assault, very sketchy alleged racism. You need to have that similar energy here because Kyrie's not going to learn anything and know better until he's finally checked on it. For sure. Another one to add to the list was Anthony Edwards, which I believe was late in the season last season or, or leading up to the season this season when he used the homosexual slur and then got suspended for it. It's another one to add to the list. Yeah. He got hey, suspended for it. Here we go. Here we go. And we're getting our first dumbass tweet of the day. Here we go. Nate weighs in as the first dumbass of the day. Why you go so hard on black folks? But your race, if they do wrong, I'm white, by the way, just in case anybody was anybody was in the dark about that. <laughs> or you can't tell by yeah. the voice. I just want to make sure we're perfectly clear. Why you go so hard on black folks, but your race, if they do wrong, you barely say anything. I have spread nothing but claims of dumbassery to all races. Okay? Tell, yeah, I mean, just think recent, right? Dan Snyder, Stephen Ross. I mean, a couple of white I folks. I spent a week killing Stephen Ross. A week killing Stephen Ross. A week. A week. Dan Snyder. Just a disgusting human being. This is selective listening, by the way, Nate. You barely say anything. And if you do, it's light. You went hard on the former Celtics head coach and then went into an advertisement, a bleeping AC company. What? What does that even, what, what does that even mean? What is, he, what is Nate talking about? Yeah, you're right, Nate. I'm, I'm not hard on, on white folks. You're right. I'm not hard on Brett Favre, scumbag. I'm, I'm not hard on Brett Favre at all. You're totally right. You're totally right. And then I'm not hard on Aaron Rodgers. I spent a whole week on Aaron Rodgers. What is Nate talking about? It's tough. It's tough, Nate. No context there. Coming in, it's 12.07. We haven't even been rolling for 10 minutes yet. And you come in with an air ball, similar to what Conry Irving did last night. Two for 12 from the field, yeah. 0 for 6 from 3. Yeah, yeah, Nate, you're the equivalent of Kanye Irving last night. Conry Irving, I'm sorry. And if we had a ratio, I think, on Ken Levick-Lie, the show hasn't even been around for 10 years. I've been a part of it for, I think, 11, almost a year now, 11 months. If we did a ratio, I think uh, the race of people that we went after would be predominantly yeah. the, the, the white. And, and we're talking about athletes here. It yeah. doesn't matter. We don't care what race it is at all. Mm. At all. <sighs> we're a couple of six-foot-four white males, just big, bulky, stocky, muscular men. This is the problem, doing what we do. Nate appears to have the same, the same hearing deficiency and the same information intake problem that Conry Irving does, where it's selective. And he hears what he wants to hear in order to formulate an opinion. 
in order to formulate something that makes him feel better. Because for Nate, it seems like if he disagrees with something, it's easier for him to just call them a racist because he actually, Nate deep down, actually probably thinks a little bit like Conry does. Uh Uh-oh. And so now I think when it comes to Nate, we're getting into the the crux of maybe his issue with me because this is not the first time this Nate has come at me and called me a racist. So I digress. Maybe we should have started with and Dan Snyder or, or maybe, we're going to go after maybe. Colin Coward well, later no. in the show. We're going to go after Bill Simmons later in the show. I mean, there are plenty of other guys to go after if you would like to, well, to kind of, you said digress, go back to somebody else for Nate's sake. Well, uh, if, if Nate would have stayed patient, but he wanted to throw racists out there because, again, it makes him feel better because he actually has some of the similar beliefs that Conry does, okay? And so, unfortunately, we're talking about the Nets, so I'm about to be racist again. Okay, sorry, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast. This is me just doing it. I'm about to be racist again because I'm about to go in on another black man, Ime Adoka. <laughs> now, if it makes any of you feel better, the white general manager, Sean Marks, is one of the biggest dopes and dolts in this entire tale. But I'm sure you guys don't want to hear that because I'm the racist one, so you just want to hear Ime Adoka, me, me, me uh, go in on Ime Adoka. So... The, the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are going to go from Conry and his foolish, his disgusting, his anti-Semitic thoughts, where they haven't suspended him, they haven't put their foot down, the NBA has largely failed to put its foot down with Kyrie, who, by the way, is still the vice president of the NBA Players Association. How's that going? Uh, by the way, the most toothless statement you could possibly put out yesterday about anti-Semitism in the NBA, coming from the NBA Players Association. Didn't see that coming with Kyrie as the vice president. Not only do you have this festering, you fire Steve Nash, the head coach. And the replacement, a man who apparently performed something so disgusting with an underling or underlings in the Boston Celtics organization that he, mere months after helping lead the Celtics to an NBA Finals appearance, was completely wiped out of their plans for 2022-2023. And who took over in Boston? <laughs> a head coach with, a, with a, a, a previous domestic violence issue. That was a more savory option than Ime Adoka, with whatever he might have done. When Matt Barnes comes out on Instagram Live and says, oh, I heard what happened, and it's bad, bad. You know it's bad, because that's Matt Barnes, and he knows bad, okay? So the Nets, the Nets say, Ime, save us. Ime Adoka, who has been in a bunker since September, okay? Just nobody's heard from him. Nobody knows exactly what happened, but it was bad enough where the Boston Celtics are saying, please, please take him. Just please take him. Please take Ime Adoka. What does that suggest to me? Ken Levicka, the alleged racist. I don't know if this is going to fit the narrative, but I don't know. I also, I also believe in um, fairness in the workplace. I don't know where that fits into the racist narrative, but... I believe in women being in a workplace where it's comfortable for them, 
where there is not a dynamic, a power dynamic that comes into play, which sure as hell sounds like, based on everything we've heard, was the case with the Boston Celtics. By the way, am I racist if I call out Josh Primo for exposing himself to females? No, you're not. Is that weird? Am I, am I, am I off base? Does that make me a racist if I say... Hey, maybe the Nets should go get Josh Primo because I am I'm poking fun at the fact that this man may have thrown his career out the door because he was allegedly flashing his junk based on reports at females and doing it in a serial manner. Ah, can you racist? How dare you? How you only rip the black men who whip their junk out at, at innocent women. And quite frequently here on Kenlevic Alive, do we talk about God. Brett Favre sending a nice little snapshot uh-huh. right. of his Johnson to a, a female that obviously he had relations with? Uh, me ripping Brett Favre for your stealing welfare money. Ah, uh, I'm racist. I'm racist. I'm 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 racist. Gotta I know ba- I own it. It's gotta fine. balance it out nowadays, Ken. Gotta balance it out. People don't have a. Uh, of years nowadays. Emi Adoka appears to have performed a task that made him toxic to the Boston Celtics, so much so that they are asking for stone count it zero, zero, zero. That's, that's zero. In every single culture in the history of the world, zero has one meaning. That's nothing. Zero compensation to let him go to Brooklyn, a division rival, not even a conference rival, a division rival, and go coach that team. No compensation. What does that mean? That Ime Adoka is such a legal anchor that the Boston Celtics are desperate to get rid of him and have him out from under the umbrella of the organization. Think about that. The, the, the head coach that led the Celtics to the finals last year and the Celtics, he has performed such an ugly uh, violation of the senses, of team rules and maybe more, that they say... Here, Nets, take him, and we'll put a nice little bow on him, too. That says everything I need to know. No doubt about, about it. Adoka and what he did in Boston. So the Brooklyn Nets are letting Conry Irving run wild. Again, no punishment. The Anti-Defamation League is involved. Sean Marks in his press conference yesterday said, oh, we're conferring with the ADL. That's not normal for a team. No, it's not. To have the Anti-Defamation League have to get involved. That's not me saying it. That's the Anti-Defamation League trying to get to Kyrie to say, Kyrie, this is why this is wrong, and this is why you're making yourself look real bad. No, 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 Stone, I'm sorry for saying that. That was racist of me. I'm sorry. And we're talking about the National Basketball Association, whose commissioner is Jewish. And Adam Silver, who still is yet to punish him. So as far as him staying strong, that's mm-hmm. respect. And that's a bad job by Adam Silver. Sure, but I mean, he's good at this kind of stuff. He's good at handling the, the, the I guess, the human side of things. Like, the weight and this well, thing will end up mapping he itself out. He better get moving. For sure. It's gone way too far and, now. Yeah, and guys like Charles Barkley and Shaq, we heard it last night on NBA Countdown and all of the TNT stuff. They said Adam Silver's kind of fumbled the bag here. Like, he's had an opportunity. This guy should be suspended, as well as a bunch of other guys have said the same thing. I'm just wondering. When Charles Barkley calls out Kyrie last night on national television, when Shaq calls out Kyrie last night on national television, are they racist too? I'm just wondering. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm wondering. Wait, while we're in the same vein, when Kanye West is throwing out anti-black rhetoric and anti-black sentiment and white lives matter, does that make him racist too? Or is it just Ken Lavica? On ESPN West Palm, when he dares call out the anti-Semitism of Kyrie Irving, that he's racist. Shut up! Stupid.
stupid asses around here, man. But this is what I'm talking about. We can sit here and have scumbags abound in sports, but if you are not, because it's so extensive, if you're not covering the right person that is performing the right scumbag behavior, then someone starts to think about you in a certain way. Well, wait right there. Because there are two people that are of a different color than we are who join the show on a weekly basis. That's Theo Dorsey and that's Jeanette Javier. So if we're not able to, people on our show are able Mm -hmm. to, or at least respected more by Nate when it comes to speaking about it. So, no, you can't necessarily fault yourself because we spend our everyday lives with people who are, in quotations, to Nate's quotes, allowed to touch on it. I just... I, and I don't mean to go over the top and bag and bag so hard on Nate, but what I, what I take exception to is that we limit ourselves here on this show to one specific race of people. I mean, Stone, it's been a collage. It's been a rainbow of dumbass claims we've thrown <laughs> out there over the last two years. For sure. I just hope we're not giving Nate what he wants. I hope he's not laughing, telling his friends to tune in because his name gets thrown around. I, I, should, I, I don't think, think we, we should, have to worry about that. I think we should stop uh, using his name, give him a different no, name. But We're giving this guy exactly what he wants. But here's the problem. There is so much scummery in sports right now, so much scumbaggery, it's hard to really figure out where to focus your attention to. Because we get word today that Dan Snyder has hired Bank of America to begin the sale of the Washington Commanders. That organization, speaking of uncomfortable workplace environments, okay, and the Nets right now are probably the the most modern-day proof of scumbaggery in sports. If you're going from Kyrie to Steve Nash getting fired and Ime Adoka being the replacement... I mean, you might as well sign Josh Primo. You might as well hit the 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 Holy Grail. You might as well hit the Holy Trinity there. Yeah, Jay Will dropped a quote today. He said, I'm pretty sure this Brooklyn Nets team is the least liked team in all of sports all time. And I thought about it, and I'm like, I'm 24 years old, and I can't think of another team that I hated more than, or disliked more than I, than I do the Brooklyn Nets right now. Can't think of one. I mean, it is... It's pretty overwhelming, but then you've got the commanders who spent God knows how many years just completely unchecked with sexual harassment in the workplace. A calendar shoot for the cheerleaders of that team and nude pictures of them were just sent around the front office and ogled at and laughed at. That's not a safe working environment. That is not a safe working environment. Intimidation in the workplace. Blackmail. In the workplace. Everything was so extensive. Claims of racism. Speaking of racism in the workplace. A man who didn't even work for the Washington franchise. Because of racism. Got fired as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So if that is taking place out of an investigation into the Washington football franchise. What the hell else was going on there? That is scumbag rate its finest. Not to mention, it took Dan Snyder a decade to finally realize that the nickname of his franchise was offensive, and he fought it, 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 and then finally he gave in. He conceded. And then finally the NFL looked into the franchise as a whole. 
But even the NFL went full scumbag. Oh, what were the the determinations of the investigation, Roger Goodell? What actually took place? Um, what was found? What were the specifics? Ah, uh, we can't let you know that because uh, the results weren't written down. Um, what? Well, what? The billion dollar NFL couldn't have the investigation results written down? The hell does that mean? <laughs> what the hell sense does that make? So the NFL's in cahoots with it because they were no matter how much they dislike him, trying to protect Daniel Snyder. Because, and I think it lends to the ESPN report a couple of weeks ago, if that stuff gets out, guess who goes on his blackmail tour? Dan Snyder. His extortion tour. I mean, there are scumbag franchises all over the place. Sports, baby. The Nets right now are the latest example. But what is the pro sports franchise to you that feels most scummy overall? Maybe it's several decades of this coming to a head. Several years of this coming to a head. Maybe it's something that disgusts you right now. But which pro sports franchise just feels most scummy? Because the Nets, right now, I think they're Exhibit A. But there are several to choose from. And there's one that I grew up with that I'll tell you about in a second. Which pro sports franchise feels most scummy? 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Which pro franchise right now feels most scummy? Let me tell you a story about the Chicago Blackhawks. So, growing up in Chicago and in the Chicago area, the Blackhawks were always unique because I grew up in a time where they weren't on television because Bill Wirtz, their owner, was a complete scumbag and thought that he's losing money at the gate if he's televising home games. So you need to come to Chicago Stadium. You need to come to the United Center. You can't watch Blackhawks games in Chicago if they're playing in Chicago unless you show up to the arena. And in a not-so-shocking turn of events, the Blackhawks were bad. Bad, bad, bad. And then he dies. And I hate to say it, but the fortunes of the franchise changed when Bill Wirtz croaked. Because then his son Rocky took over. And man, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, Marion Hosa, the entire franchise changed. And they won a Stanley Cup, and then they won a second Stanley Cup, and then they won a third Stanley Cup. Championship rallies at Soldier Field, parades down State Street in Chicago. Awesome stuff. I never thought, growing up, when I was growing up, the Bulls were the apex. Of course. A sprinkle of Bears. Then the White Sox won the World Series. That's all good stuff. And it's not like the Blackhawks were my favorite team, but it was damn cool to see a Stanley Cup hoisted. And then it happened two more times. But then Patrick Kane was alleged to have raped somebody. Blackhawks had no comment about it. Didn't say much about it. Things were just sort of swept away, went away. Patrick Kane played on. And then there were the allegations, there were the rumblings that a player in the Blackhawks minor league organization was sexually assaulted slash raped by a head trainer with the Blackhawks. Ah, but we move on. We move on. You got cups to win. Then it turns out, after the NHL finally focuses on it and the Blackhawks decide they need to, they need to, 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 to face the reality that this might have happened, they investigate, they investigate, they investigate. Turns out, Blackhawks covered it up. Joel Quenville, head coach, covered it up. Lied about it then to the NHL as the head coach of the Panthers. 
Met with Commissioner Gary Bettman. So I didn't. I, I don't remember a conversation where someone told me in a meeting during the playoffs, however many years ago, that uh, the the head trainer uh, in his apartment raped one of our players. I don't remember that uh, ever coming up. I, I don't recall it. I don't recall it. Oh wait, there's actually documented proof that that was said to you in a meeting and you dismissed it. Oh, I don't. I, uh, uh, and that's why Joel Quenville was fired as the coach of the Panthers a year ago. And that, to me, I've never been able to go back to the Blackhawks. That is the most disgusting. They covered up a trainer on player rape. And think about how tough it is for a big, burly, male hockey player to put it all on the line and go public with, yes, I was raped, sexually assaulted by a male trainer. It flies in the face of everything that anyone and especially the meatballs who follow that sport, would ever believe, right? And it happened. And it happened. He had to keep himself anonymous. And then he had the guts to come out once the investigation results were made public and talk about it. That's bravery. That's courage right there. And the Blackhawks, that's full the franchise type nonsense. That's clear out the front office type nonsense. That's scumbaggery. It in- that's it disgusting. Is indeed. Scumbaggery. So, the Nets are bad. The Nets are bad for different reasons. Blackhawks are bad because it legitimately ruined somebody's life. And then they tried to cover it up. The Nets, I think, are just right now with Conry and now with Ime Adoka, they're guilty of just terrible judgment. Terrible judgment and shallow morals. Which pro sports franchise feels most scummy? And I don't want this stone to come off as Ken Levicka on his moral high horse. I certainly am not the most upstanding of citizens. I'll be the first to admit that, okay? I'm not going to church on Sundays and praying for forgiveness and wearing my rosary and doing all of these things. No, I'm, I'm a scumbag too. I've done plenty of scumbag things, hood rat things with my friends. I've done all that stuff. Dropped a nice one there. But what I do know is that there are certain things that make your skin crawl. And you know, deep down, common sense tells you this is unacceptable. The Nets with Conry and now Ime Adoka, that's unacceptable. I mean, that's so preventable, which is why it's so unacceptable. The Washington football franchise, Dan Snyder, how is he still the owner? How is he still the owner and how have we never seen the details of the investigation? How? How, how, how? The same investigation that wiped John Gruden off the face of the football earth. How? The Chicago Blackhawks, a player was assaulted sexually by a trainer, and we didn't know about it for damn near a decade because they covered it up. Which pro sports franchise feels most scummy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Let's start on the phones. Brad's in Jupiter, and Brad's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Brad. Hey, how we doing today? Good. I agree with uh, those two ones. I think those are pretty strong. Uh, mine, mine is probably similar to the uh, commanders and the loose morals and the, and the looking the other way aspect. I, I, I just think that the Cleveland Browns throwing all of that money at Deshaun Watson oh, and, yeah. and just giving him the whole, you know, the whole kitchen sink with with all of the horrible allegations. Uh, just you know, it doesn't it doesn't make any of the victims uh, feel any better. It doesn't you know, it just promotes more negativity for the league and that type of stuff. And I just think, I mean, maybe that's slightly my Bengals fan bias, but I do, Not I do at all. think there's something 
sketchy about the Browns organization and their ownership. Brad, when there is someone that has garnered, now the count stone, is over 30 allegations of sexual assault where so many of these stories line up. And you have, while this is going on, that quarterback get the largest guaranteed contract in NFL history? Yeah, that's scummy. That's scummy. That's really scummy. Appreciate the call. I'm all for going for it and winning. We'll talk plenty about Dolphins, speaking of going for it. We're chubbed up. We are chubbed up, baby. But to share Brad's thing, so I did have the Browns written down, and it was my thought you know, when we proposed this in our show prep, and my single reason was because they paid him that much. It's okay if you bring him in. It's okay if you reprimand him, but to give him 250 guaranteed, that's where things go a little awry for me. Mm -hmm. So share the same thoughts as Brad there. And also the Browns, they never offered up, hey, we'll suspend him. Uh, Right. Right. It was, oh, NFL, do your bidding. And the NFL said, oh, uh, four games. Oh, we need to, we, 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 we are the ones that screwed up the punishment process. Right. So we'll come in and save the day off the disaster we created. So, okay, 11 games. And, oh, yeah, he'll come back in time to face his former team. And all of our TV partners will be happy. Punishment served. Like the NFL, another instance of them dipping their toe into the scum waters. As well. Because hey, they can't help themselves. But be weary. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. Be weary. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be weary. Just just call me the R word. Just get it over with. You're racist. Thank you. I am a racist because God forbid we talk about Deshaun Watson and his sexual assault allegations. I'm too hard on him. I'm too hard on Connery. I'm too hard on Deshaun Watson. You know what we're going to do next week? We're going to have a show dedicated to me crushing white people. No, we're not. We're what not we're doing do, that. It's going to be Ken Lavica Live presents the White Roast. Okay? And what you're going to do for two hours, I want all the white people in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast to call in, and I'm going to roast you to your, your, your telephone face. What if they roast you back? That's good, because I'm white, and I'll be roasted. It'll be the Ken Lavica Live White Roast. What if I just roasted you for two hours? That would work, too. Okay. White on white roasting. We'll brainstorm. You know what? If if the black folks, and there's plenty of, of great black listeners to Ken Levick Alive, and we appreciate and love them all, even though Nate doesn't think so. Appreciate and love them all. You can call and roast me. Maybe that's more appropriate. Please I'll do. roast the white callers. The black callers will roast me. It'll be the Ken Levick Alive white roast here on ESPN 106.3. Breaking barriers in radio. This show. I'm proud of what we're doing. Where else are we going, Stone? I lost track. We are going to Carl in Vero Beach. Carl in Vero is on Ken LaVica Live. Hi, Carl. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, I guess uh, my crummy teams, uh, disgusting teams, first this New England State. Uh, mm. I'm sick of them. They, they, they still, I'm, I mean, for 20 years, the guy, he, he tried to tell me the other day, well, you know, Tom Brady, he's this, he's that. For 20 years, he's been going to the Super Bowl and is winning, but of course, for 20 years, yeah. he's been caught up with some type of cheating, some type of scam. Mm-hmm. This is, is, I mean, just as long. Uh, I have another one, Penn yep. State. Oh, uh, yes. What yes. happened at Penn State? <laughs> that school should have been burned down and never, you know, I mean, that's, that, that was a travesty that this happened. Yep. And if it would have been women, I think they would have, but they didn't, but Penn you State's know, a great one, Carl. To make and, and here's what's what unfortunate about what happened with, with Penn State, and appreciate the call. As the years have gone on, I think it's fallen further and further 
into the depths of people's um, uh, repressed memory. You said How I think. How disgusting that was. You said I think. No, that's a fact. Yeah. Child rape. Alleged child rape by Jerry Sandusky at Penn State. And when it was brought up, that's the first I've thought about it in probably years. Think about that. Joe Paterno lost his job because he allegedly covered up child rape. And Joe Paterno's kid is still traipsing around the country trying to clear his dad's name. Hmm. Not good. I Not so. good. That's right up there. The Penn State one is right up there. And it says a lot about where we're at that when I was putting together this topic, didn't even occur to me. Same thing. Didn't even occur to me. Which pro sports franchise or sports organization in general feels most scummy? There's plenty to choose from right now. We are in some dark depths right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Which pro sports franchise or sports organization, period, feels most scummy? 888-760-3776. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, you need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle Joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. Rich sports franchise, sports organization feels the most scummy right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. By the way, Stone and I, are chubbed up. Bradley Chubb is a Dolphin. Are the Dolphins now Super Bowl contenders? Tua, Dolphins fans, he's the guy now. This is the guy. There's no more insurance policies left. How does that make you feel? We have a lot to cover. It is a busy, busy Wednesday, including some good vibes coming from Stone. He mm-hmm. is Stone Lebanowitz. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, an eventful Wednesday here in the old confines of ESPN West Palm. But seriously, though, are the Nets actively trying to have season ticket packages canceled? They're trying to win a championship, right? Bringing a championship caliber coach and you mean, Doku, <laughs> are you laughing? He's what a was, good coach. What was uh, what was Kyrie's line last night? He His... was two of twelve, mm-hmm. zero from six from three, and mm-hmm. finished the game with four points over thirty minutes played, and they lost to the Chicago Bulls at the crib. Who wow. bet? Who bet on them? This guy. <laughs> who lost on them? This guy. Oh no. Who's one and six? The Brooklyn Nets. Boy. Uh, we'll hear, by the way, from Sean Marks, their GM, in a second. Yeah. And a little KD as well. We well, hear from Conry, except he's been banned from talking to the media <laughs> for obvious reasons until the Anti-Defamation League can speak to him. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Stone lost some money on the Nets last night because of Kyrie. 
A lot because of Kyrie. All because of Kyrie. All because of Kyrie. Maybe you can make it back with Underdog Fantasy. You're ding right. Play some Game 4 World Series games tonight, Underdog Fantasy. How about already looking ahead to Week 9 of the NFL season? There are, I'm looking at them right now, five on my Underdog Fantasy. up five Week 9 games to play. There's high-low. It's head-to-head. You got everything there right for you. Plenty of chances, even tonight, to win money back. Courtesy of Underdog Fantasy. UnderdogFantasy.com. It's my fantasy. It's the best fantasy. When I leave the ESPN West Palm offices, sometimes because of the show, I'm just a little, little strung up, right? I'm just, ah, gotta, gotta let the anxiety go a little bit. And I open up the app. I'm like, you know what? Let me win some money. Let's, let's get in my bag a little okay. bit. Okay. And I play three or four games a night, and that's good for me. And sure enough, right now my deposit, my my uh, um, balance, my balance is like two twenty, two twenty one, mm-hmm. winning money. Won again last night, four dollar. That's right. And the best part is to buy into these fantasy games. It's like five dollars with a chance to win five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand dollars. Can't beat that. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's so easy to use. And if you use the promo code West Palm, all one word, West Palm. They're doubling your deposit up to a hundo, $100 at Underdog Fantasy and UnderdogFantasy.com. Again, the most important part, use that promo code. Trying to help you out. One word, promo code West Palm. Double that deposit up to $100. The scummiest sports franchise right now, the scummiest sports organization right now, the Blackhawks stick with me. When we're talking about sexual assault, and this is why, and we don't know the exact parameters of what Ime Adoka did, but it certainly feels like it was sexual in nature or inappropriate in a sexual way, and there was a potential power dynamic involved, and it was so severe that the Celtics decided, and let's 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 not mince words, Ime Adoka was never going to coach the Celtics again. That suspension was purely to give them time to figure out how they were going to dispose of him, Right. Of course. So this is, if Ime Adoka does indeed become the Brooklyn Nets head coach, what a gift to them. Because they'll, for no compensation, say, yep, get them off our hands. Farewell. That says all I need to know about the severity of what Ime Adoka did. When it comes to things like sexual assault in the commander's case, in the Deshaun Watson case, in the Blackhawks case, those are the things, and especially when it's unchecked or when... Uh, it's a half-baked effort to address it. Yeah, I love that by Theo yesterday who called Kyrie's comments half-baked because they are just half-baked. They are half-baked. There's no education behind but them. They've gone from, what the Nets are doing, they're going from anti-Semitism, which is bad in and of itself, to anti-Semitism and sexual improprieties, alleged sexual improprieties. Why? What are you doing? I... I I get wanting to win. I was going to say, I think they want to win. I get realizing that you are maybe in the last year of this KD Kyrie experience. So you need to maximize it and maximize it now. But at what cost? At what cost? Because there's no goodwill with that franchise any longer. They've lost it. Especially with the type of offseason that the Nets had. All of the drama, the trade requests, the rescinding of those trade requests, the I don't want to play for Steve Nash. 
into Steve Nash starting the season, into Steve Nash being fired seven games in. I don't know, man. It just, it rubs me the wrong way, and I don't like it. And if Ime Adoka got a job again after things with the Celtics were cleared up, would I love it? No. Would I talk about not loving it? Yeah. But would I accept it? Sure. Because I do believe in second chances. I do. It, it's why when people make mistakes, I generally try not to overly judge them because who knows? If you're ever in that situation, no matter what it is, and I think like a DUI is probably uh, one that a lot of people have lived or maybe previously, they've, oh, that guy drinking and driving, what a dumbass. But then all of a sudden, you're sitting there with the cop lights behind you at 2.30 in the morning on a Friday, you're like, oh, bleep. I'd want people's sympathy or understanding, which is why I don't go or dive into those places, right? But this, with the anti-Semitism, with a guy who doesn't appear willing to learn what he's actually trying to educate others on, and he's not educated himself, that's where I have no problem going after Conry. For sure. Okay? M.A. Adoka, sorry, it's too toxic to go and get him. I'm sorry. It's just not good enough by the Brooklyn Nets. And I don't, I don't know Sean Marks. I trust that Sean Marks has a conscience. This is not a good career decision on his end. It's not. And it's a bad look on the NBA. That's the thing, too. By extension, it's a bad look on the NBA. Is it a bad look on your radio life partner in Stone Lebanon that he picked him to participate in the NBA championship? Versus the Los Angeles Lakers? Wait, what do you mean? Before the season started? What are you talking about? You asked me <laughs> who out of the East and who out of the West. Uh-huh. And I chose the oh, Lakers chose versus the Brooklyn Nets. Well, it's because you get stars in your eyes. Uh, I, uh, stars just live in my eyes. You, you, LeBron in one eye and, and KD of... in the other eye. No, I can't. It's not a bad look. No, I'm kidding. You're not the only one. I, uh, Stephen A. Smith, the highest paid man <laughs> yeah, yeah. in all of sports media. And I know that Stephen A., uh, he riled up. The, uh, the grifters on social media uh, over the last couple of days because he said that as a, a black man, he is underpaid for what he provides. And the grifter, oh, he makes $8 million a year. This isn't a race thing. All right, it might not be a race thing, but he's underpaid. The, dude's worth, the dude works seven days a week, and he's on every single show that ESPN has. So, yes, Stephen A. Smith is vastly underpaid, no matter how you feel about the man, Okay. That said, Stephen A. Smith, his trendy pick to go to the finals with the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, sir. So you're in the same company as Stephen A. Smith. Oh, So no, yeah. you should not feel bad. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You should not feel bad. Mm-hmm. The scummiest sports organization right now to you is whom? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jay in Jupiter. What's going on, Jay? My initial thought was the Yankees. And the reason why I was the Yankees because the Yankees are that guy that I don't just want my girl. I want your girl, and I yeah. want your girl. I don't just want my house. I want your house mm-hmm. and your house, right? I, my initial thought was the Yankees. But then I thought about Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder is the epitome of Nino Brown. Do you remember what Dan Snyder said when, when all of this came out? What, is, what did he threaten to do? Blackmail. Yep. And what did Nino Brown say? This thing is bigger than Nino Brown. And I got a list to prove it. If I'm going down, I'm taking a whole uh-huh. lot of people with me. <laughs> he is the epitome of that. He's not even denying what he did. He ain't even denying that. What he's telling you is 
You think what I did is bad? Man, wait till I tell you what everybody else did. Right, right. Wait until wait until you're in my sights and I extort the hell out of you. You're exactly right. And that, right. that is, <laughs> is the epitome of a complete scumbag. Man. Uh, Jay, I appreciate you. It all goes back to Dan Snyder, right? Like, we can rail on Connery all we want. But Dan Snyder may be that shining beacon of dirtbag <laughs> that, that, that that shines brighter than anybody else in sports. For sure. And, and now, you know, it's coming out that he's collabing with Bank of America to try to sell the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thinks it's a good time now with everything going on with Conry, Steve Nash, Gain Candy. Like, oh, now's my time. Now's yeah, my time. I can this, slip it in there. This is his equivalent of the Friday evening yeah, news drop. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoop, let me just slip out the door now. <laughs> let me make my billion dollars real quick. Think about how hard it is. He has been trying to get a stadium built for the last 10 years. All of the politicians in and around Washington, D.C., who are corrupt, who are downright bad people, who are scumbags in their own right, think about how bad of a person you need to be where none of them want to work with you any longer to try and help you get funding and approval for a new stadium in that area, in the Beltway. Where how many of those politicians are on the take? A lot. Where you couldn't, they, they, they don't want to work with Daniel Snyder. I mean, good, sweet God, man. You know, I'm visualizing the job that his assistant has, right? Hey, reach out to blah, 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 right? We want to build a new stadium. Hey, reach out to blah, blah, blah. And his assistant calls and calls and the phone rings and rings and nobody picks up. And he's like, hey, man. They won't answer, or they keep telling me no. And he's just got to do that for a few years before he finally gives up and sells the team. And now it, it looks like that's that's on its way. Yeah, it does. It looks like that's coming. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I never asked you, who's your scummy franchise? You know, this has been my answer to you a few times now. That uh, As long as I've been on the show, it's like, hey, I'm young. Right? I'm still kind of... Haven't been a part of history in a sense of some of the big things happening to where I've learned the details and stuff. So I, I don't really have one. I guess I'm in the midst of the Browns, and I do find it uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable that they paid the man $250 sure. million. Dollars. So, and everybody's so, sensibilities are different. For sure. For like, sure. It, like I, I think that there are probably, if we were outside of South Florida, there'd be several people that would have already called in to say the Dolphins, the way they handled Tua, <laughs> the way that Stephen Ross goes about his business in an unsavory way. I do think the Dolphins would be someone... Uh, or a team, yeah. an organization that that people brought up. But I think we're a little bit insulated here in Dolphins' excitement, which is why it hasn't come to the forefront. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think if I had to give another one, it would be based off of the Last Dance documentary, learning how Jerry Reinsdorf did things behind the door, right, and how he eventually blew up the entire operation. But good owner, right, he ended up winning these guys' championships or, or kind of building that. But the way... MJ, the way Pippen, the way they all talked about what he did behind the scenes, I, that was kind of my first glimpse at, I, I guess, scumbaggery or, or of somebody not liking somebody who owns the team. That, yeah, I think that is more penny pincher versus alpha competitors. I don't think that's scumbaggery. I think that's more a clashing of personalities, what happened with the Bulls. Sure, and I would agree with that. I just think it's kind of not caring about 
the guys on like a human side of things. Like uh, you can kind of they're bro, disposable. And welcome, I welcome sure. to ownership of pro sports, uh, uh, though, for man. For sure, you, you see it all the time. And even what we saw with you know, Robert Kraft having a good relationship with Tom Brady, but ultimately having to give up on him because of Bill Belichick. Like that is the business side of things. I learned it on a very small scale in college football. Like we are a number on a roster. That we are nothing more. If you can help win your coach games and help win your team games, sure, you're along for the ride and you're beloved in that building. But if you're not, yeah, you're disposable. You're just a jersey number that they printed out for you and that you got to go rock out each and every day and put your life on the line and put your family and all this stuff on the line. So I've learned at least some of the, the scumbaggery that goes on. I've been on the wrong side of the scumbaggery, I think, if you would ask me my own opinion. Yeah, so, sure, you've... Yeah, yeah, yeah Absolutely. You've, so, you've experienced that. So I, and we won't, like, dive into it, but yes, yeah. you, you have been disrespected. For sure, disrespected. So I, I can't necessarily have an answer, but I love that I'm learning about the business side of things and that I can kind of touch on it. But I would say the Browns, if I had to give you an answer, just because with all this, right, you said the number was over 30. 35 is the exact number, I believe, for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. You get $250 million. I mean, the math just does not add up. No, not at all. For a guy that's facing over 30 sexual assault allegations. My God, it is this point of the hour already. We've been pontificating for 54 minutes. I still have a lot I need to say. Uh, We'll get to your social media. We'll continue to take calls. Which pro sports franchise or which sports organization is most scummy in your mind? The one that, that, that causes you a visceral Reaction 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. Tweeted us at KLV 1063. That's 888 760 3776. This comes off the most scummy to you. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Real quick, let me tell you about I Think Financial. The community needs your help. Donate today to the I Think Community Foundation. Support their mission to improve the lives of children and families in our communities. This is your chance to step up and uh, do it with I Think Financial. Each year, the I Think Community Foundation hosts Jingle Bells at the Branches, where children in need can come enjoy activities, holiday treats, and a special guest appearance right from the North Pole. Donate at ithinkfi.org slash foundation or show support by purchasing a Jingle Bells icon at your nearest branch. Visit ithinkfi.org slash locations to find your branch or call one 800 873 5100. That's I Think Financial. And Stone and I know from spending time at I Think Financial locations, they have great snacks. He's Stone the Banner with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 1063. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. You got to cool off. It is so disgusting again. I look at the weather forecast this morning, Stone. 93% humidity on November 2nd. Got to love it. This is salt life for you. You love it. Hashtag salt life. Oh, I'm hanging loose. You're just going to the beach. I'm chubbed up, going to the beach. Salt life. It's all the above, baby. I love this. Oh, man. But for normal folks, and for those of you new to South Florida, surprise! This is how it is. There's no fall. There's a handful of 
High 60s, low 70s in November. You'll get the same thing beginning in November. Maybe you'll get uh, 61, 62 degrees late December. All the white women will break out the boots, the furry boots. You don't know the name of them? Huh? You don't know the name of the boots? No. Uggs. Uggs. I'll break them out. And then it'll be 85% hot. AC needs to be working. That's where EDS comes in. EDS is yes. Again, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. They have their blowout sale right now. Take advantage of this. I'm urging you, if you think that your AC unit is about to... Right now, blowout sale, in-stock units, you can get a rebate up to $750 on all in-stock units at EDS Air Conditioning. But they can't help you unless you go to edsairconditioning.com and you reach out to them. And you get a rebate update. But this is the time to act. If it's time to overhaul your AC unit and you've been trying to wait and wait and wait because you don't have the money, well, now's the time. Potential rebate up to $750. EDS Air Conditioning, the blowout sale. EDSAirConditioning.com. Always remember, write it down. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. Before we head into our official hour number two, Stone, let's hear Sean Marks from last night, or from yesterday, I should say, talking about Steve Nash and the decision to fire Steve Nash, who lasted a finger snap into this 2022-2023 season. And while Kyrie's off being anti-Semitic and the Nets are bad and they're underperforming, Steve Nash sat down with Sean Marks, and this is what Sean Marks had to say about his now former head coach and the decision to let him go. As you guys heard the news tonight, evening, um, as you guys heard the news today, uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Steve and Leela and the entire Nash family for uh, their commitment, their sacrifice, uh, friendship, and everything they've done, not only for the for the Nets organization, but for the for the borough of Brooklyn. I think you guys all know that um, Steve and I have a very close relationship. We will continue to have a very close relationship. Uh, it dates back more than 20 years. Uh, that has that relationship has made this. A, a very difficult decision, um, but at the same time, it's it's made it a, uh, a one that I could come to, or we could come to together, um, with an understanding, an honest understanding, and appreciation for each other, and, and where we stand. So, um, we both felt that this was this was time. Uh, it was certainly trending in that way, and to be quite frank, the team was um, was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. You know, we we have we've fallen. Um, from our goals of meeting our goals, and it was it was time now because we still have uh, lofty aspirations of where we need to get to. So, um, with that said, we wish again we wish Steve and Leela all the best and commend him for for everything he's done. And I, I will um, also state that just his humility and his leadership throughout his entire time has been something that we've all learned from. You know, his fingerprints will be all over this organization for for many many years to come. So, you know, I, I thank him. Uh, and his whole family for that. Make no mistake, Steve Nash is not unhappy today. The the ego hit that he took from being fired as head coach of the Nets is offset by, I don't have to deal with this locker room anymore. Indeed. I don't have to be a part of this franchise anymore. And I think a big part of the headache for him is not only Kyrie and whatever documentary he's watching next and promoting on Twitter, it's also 
KD. And KD had this to say when asked about Steve Nash and him losing his job and being dismissed just over a handful of games into the season. The same KD, by the way, who reportedly sat down with management in the offseason and said, I don't want to play for Steve Nash anymore. Listen to what KD said about Steve Nash being let go. You're always shocked when a move like this happens, but it's normal in NBA. The rocky year last year, rocky summer, uh, we knew that everybody was being evaluated. That's just how it is. I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a roller coaster the last few years, but, you know, the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do, you know. So regardless of who the coach, regardless of, you know, the circumstances, still got to come to work. So I enjoy coming to work with Steve. Bull bleep. <laughs> the first, just play right, right at the beginning. You're always shocked when... There. I was shocked. No, you weren't. You, you weren't shocked. You called for it. You called for it. You're not shocked that Steve Nash is gone. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if KD went to Cy, went to Marks and said, hey, this isn't working. Get him out. KD is such a phony. I mean, that's just phony stuff. I liked, I, I liked Brooklyn with Steve. I liked uh, Brooklyn with the, the coaching staff. Uh, I enjoyed Steve. No, you didn't. See, Stop. I, I'll hesitate calling KD a phony because I think he's just a hooper at heart. He's somebody who just wants to go out there and play basketball. If he didn't have a coach, he wouldn't care. If his teammates never spoke to him, I don't think he'd care. He just wants to go out there and hoop, play basketball. I, I'm, I'm really hesitant on calling him a phony. I think it's some company lines, right? Really shocked. Love being coached by them. Love the staff. Now, like stuff you got to throw out there. Company line, though, is when nobody knows anything. It becomes disrespectful when he's openly saying things that people know not to be true. Sure. Like that, that's where it bothers me. It's one of the interviews where you just have to answer the question, right? Get by. You know this clip's going to get posted. You know it's going to get played on ESPN Radio in West Palm Beach, right? Like, Katie knows that. And he's probably listening, right? He, uh, he, of course. He also thinks I'm a racist. <laughs> Can't live it alive. But this stuff you got to answer. I don't think this dude cares. I don't think he's a phony. When we come back, it's time to celebrate. Because Stone and I and the Dolphins are chubbed up. He's Stone LeBano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Ah, an eventful Wednesday here in the old confines of ESPN West Palm. But seriously, though, are the Nets actively trying to have season ticket packages canceled? They're trying to win a championship, right? Bringing a championship caliber coach. And you mean, Doku, why are you laughing? He's what a was, good coach. What was, uh, what was Kyrie's line last night? His- he was 2 of 12, mm-hmm. 0 from 6 from 3, and mm-hmm. finished the game with four points. Over 30 minutes played, and they lost to the Chicago Bulls at the crib. Who, wow. bet, who bet on them? This guy. <laughs> who lost on them? This guy. Oh, no. Who's 1-6? The Brooklyn Nets. Boy. Uh, we'll hear, by the way, from Sean Marks, their GM, in a second. Yeah. And a little KD as well. We hear from Conree, except he's been banned from talking to the media <laughs> for obvious reasons until the Anti-Defamation League can speak to him. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Stone lost some money on the Nets last night because of Kyrie. A lot because of Kyrie. All because of Kyrie. All because of Kyrie. 
Maybe you can make it back with Underdog Fantasy. You're ding right. Play some Game 4 World Series games tonight, Underdog Fantasy. How about already looking ahead to Week 9 of the NFL season? There are, I'm looking at them right now, five on my Underdog Fantasy. I have five Week 9 games to play. There's high-low. It's head-to-head. You got everything there right for you. Plenty of chances, even tonight, to win money back, courtesy of Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's my fantasy. It's the best fantasy. When I leave the ESPN West Palm offices, sometimes because of the show, I'm just a little little strung up, right? I'm just, ah, gotta, gotta let the anxiety go a little bit. And I open up the app. I'm like, you know what? Let me win some money. Let's... Let's get in my bag a little bit. Okay. And I play three or four games a night, and that's good for me. And sure enough, right now, my deposit, my my, uh, um, balance balance is like 220, 221, Mm -hmm. winning money. Won again last night. $4. That's right. And the best part is to buy into these fantasy games, it's like $5 with a chance to win $5,000, $6,000, $10,000. Can't beat that. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. It's so easy to use. And if you use the promo code West Palm, all one word, West Palm, they're doubling your deposit up to a hundo, $100 at Underdog Fantasy and underdogfantasy.com. Again, the most important part, use that promo code. Trying to help you out. One word, promo code West Palm. Double that deposit up to $100. The scummiest sports franchise right now the scummiest sports organization right now the Blackhawks stick with me when we're talking about sexual assault and this is why and we don't know the exact parameters of what Ime Adoka did but it certainly feels like it was sexual in nature or inappropriate in a sexual way and there was a potential power dynamic involved and it was so severe that the Celtics decided, and let's 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 not mince words. Ime Adoka was never going to coach the Celtics again. That suspension was purely to give them time to figure out how they were going to dispose of him. Right? Of course. So this is if Ime Adoka does indeed become the Brooklyn Nets head coach, what a gift to them because they'll, for no compensation, say, "Yep, get him off our hands." Farewell. That says all I need to know about the severity of what Ime Adoka did. When it comes to things like sexual assault in the Commander's case, in the Deshaun Watson case, in the Blackhawks case, those are the things, and especially when it's unchecked or when uh, it's a half-baked effort to address it. Yeah, I love that by Theo yesterday who called Kyrie's comments half-baked because they are just half-baked. They are half-baked. There's no education behind them. They've gone from, what the Nets are doing, they're going from anti-Semitism, which is bad in and of itself, to anti-Semitism and sexual improprieties, alleged sexual improprieties. Why? What are you doing? I, I, I get wanting to win. I was going to say, I think they want to win. I get realizing that you are maybe in the last year of this KD Kyrie experience, so you need to maximize it and maximize it now. But at what cost? At what cost? Because there's no goodwill with that franchise any longer. They've lost it, especially with the type of offseason that the Nets had, all of the drama, the trade requests, the rescinding of those trade requests, the I don't want to play for Steve Nash, into Steve Nash starting the season, into Steve Nash being fired seven games in. 
I don't know, man. It just, it rubs me the wrong way, and I don't like it. And if Ime Adoka got a job again after things with the Celtics were cleared up, would I love it? No. Would I talk about not loving it? Yeah. But would I accept it? Sure. Because I do believe in second chances. I do. It, it's why when people make mistakes, I generally try not to overly judge them because who knows? If you're ever in that situation, no matter what it is, and I think like a DUI is probably uh, one that a lot of people have lived or maybe previously, they've, oh, that guy drinking and driving, what a dumbass. But then all of a sudden, you're sitting there with the cop lights behind you at 2.30 in the morning on a Friday. You're like, oh, bleep. I'd want people's sympathy or understanding. It's a really good call. I don't go or dive into those places, right? But this, with the anti-Semitism, with a guy who doesn't appear willing to learn what he's actually trying to educate others on, and he's not educate, educated himself, that's where I have no problem going after Conry. For sure. Okay? M.A. Adoka, sorry. It's too toxic to go and get him. I'm sorry. It's just not good enough by the Brooklyn Nets. And I don't, I don't know Sean Marks. I trust that Sean Marks has a conscience. This is not a good career decision on his end. It's not. And it's a bad look on the NBA. That's the thing, too. By extension, it's a bad look on the NBA. Is it a bad look on your radio life partner in Stone Bannowitz that he picked him to participate in the NBA championship versus the Los Angeles Lakers? Wait, what do you mean? Before the season started? What are you talking about? You asked me <laughs> who out of the East and who out of the West. Uh-huh. And I chose the oh, Lakers chose versus the Brooklyn Nets. Well, it's because you get stars in your eyes. Uh, I, uh, stars just live in my eyes. You, you, LeBron in one eye and, and KD of... in the other eye. No, I can't. It's not a bad look. No, I'm kidding. You're not the only one. I, uh, Stephen A. Smith, the highest paid man <laughs> yeah, yeah. in all of sports media. And I know that Stephen A., uh, he riled up the, uh, the grifters on social media uh, over the last couple of days because he said that as a, a black man, he is underpaid for what he provides. And the grifter, oh, he makes $8 million a year. This isn't a race thing. All right, it might not be a race thing, but he's underpaid. The dude's worth. The dude works seven days a week, and he's on every single show that ESPN has. So, yes, Stephen A. Smith is vastly underpaid, no matter how you feel about the man, okay? That said, Stephen A. Smith, his trendy pick to go to the finals. With the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, sir. So you're in the same company as Stephen A. Smith. Oh, So no, yeah. you should not feel bad. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You should not feel bad. Mm-hmm. The scummiest sports organization right now to you is whom? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Jay in Jupiter. What's going on, Jay? My initial thought was the Yankees. And the reason why I was the Yankees, because the Yankees are that guy that I don't just want my girl. I want your girl, and I yep. want your girl. I don't just want my house. I want your house mm-hmm. and your house, right? I, my initial thought was the Yankees. But then I thought about Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder is the epitome of Nino Brown. Do you remember what Dan Snyder said when, when all of this came out? What did is, what is he threaten to do? Blackmail. Yep. And what did Nino Brown say? This thing is bigger than Nino Brown. And I got a list to prove it. If I'm going down, I'm taking a whole uh-huh. lot of people with me. <laughs> he is the epitome of that. He's not even denying what he did. He ain't even denying that. What he's telling you is, 
You think what I did is bad? Man, wait till I tell you what everybody else did. Right, right. Wait until wait until you're in my sights and I extort the hell out of you. You're exactly right. And that, right. that is, <laughs> is the epitome of a complete scumbag. Man. Uh, Jay, I appreciate you. It all goes back to Dan Snyder, right? Like We can rail on Connery all we want. But Dan Snyder may be that shining beacon of dirtbag <laughs> that, that, that that shines brighter than anybody else in sports. For sure. And, and now, you know, it's coming out that he's collaborating with Bank of America to try to sell the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thinks it's a good time now with everything going on with Conry, Steve Nash, Gang Candy. Like, oh, now's my time. Now's yeah, my time. I can this, slip it in there. This is his equivalent of the Friday evening yeah, news drop. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoop, let me just slip out the door now. <laughs> let me make my billion dollars real quick. Think about how hard it is. He has been trying to get a stadium built for the last 10 years. All of the politicians in and around Washington, D.C., who are corrupt, who are downright bad people, who are scumbags in their own right, think about how bad of a person you need to be where none of them want to work with you any longer to try and help you get funding and approval for a new stadium in that area, in the Beltway. Where how many of those politicians are on the take? A lot. Where you couldn't, they, they, they don't want to work with Daniel Snyder. I mean, good, sweet God, man. You know, I'm visualizing the job that his assistant has, right? Hey, reach out to blah, 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 right? We want to build a new stadium. Hey, reach out to blah, blah, blah. And his assistant calls and calls and the phone rings and rings and nobody picks up. And he's like, hey, man. They won't answer, or they keep telling me no. And he's just got to do that for a few years before he finally gives up and sells the team. And now it, it looks like that's that's on its way. Yeah, it, it does. looks like that's coming. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I never asked you, who's your scummy franchise? You know, this has been my answer to you a few times now. That uh, as long as I've been on the show, it's like, hey, I'm young. Right? I'm still kind of. Haven't been a part of history in a sense of some of the big things happening to where I've learned the details and stuff. So I, I don't really have one. I guess I'm in the midst of the Browns, and I do find it uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable that they paid the man $250 sure. million. Dollars. So, and everybody's so, sensibilities are different. For sure. For like, sure. It, like I, I think that there are probably, if we were outside of South Florida, there'd be several people that would have already called in to say the Dolphins. The way they handle Tua. <laughs> the way that Stephen Ross goes about his business in an unsavory way. I do think the Dolphins would be someone uh, or a team, yeah. an organization that, that people brought up. But I think we're a little bit insulated here in Dolphins' excitement, which is why it hasn't come to the forefront. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think if I had to give another one, it would be based off of the Last Dance documentary, learning how Jerry Reinsdorf did things behind the door, right, and how he eventually blew up the entire operation. But... Good owner, right? He ended up winning these guys' championships or, or kind of building that. But the way MJ, the way Pippen, the way they all talked about what he did behind the scenes, I, that was kind of my first glimpse at, I, I guess, scumbaggery or, or of somebody not liking somebody who owns the team. That, yeah, I think that is more penny pincher versus alpha competitors. I don't think that's with scumbaggery. I think that's more a clashing of personalities, what happened with the Bulls. Sure, and I would agree with that. I just think it's kind of not caring about the guys on like a human side of things, like you can kind of they're Bro, disposable. And welcome, I understand. Welcome for sure. to ownership of pro sports, though, for man. For sure, yeah, you see it all the time. And even what we saw with you know, Robert Kraft having a good relationship with Tom Brady, but ultimately having to give up on him because of Bill Belichick. Like that is the business side of things. I learned it on a very small scale in college football. Like we are a number on a roster that we are nothing more. If you can help, 
win your coach games and help win your team games, sure, you're along for the ride and you're beloved in that building. But if you're not, yeah, you're disposable. You're just a jersey number that they printed out for you and that you've got to go rock out each and every day and put your life on the line and put your family and all this stuff on the line. So I've learned at least some of the, the scumbaggery that goes on. I've been on the wrong side of the scumbaggery, I think, if you would ask me my own opinion. Yeah, so, sure, you've... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You've, so, you've experienced that. So I, and we won't, like, dive into it, but yes, yeah. you, you have been disrespected. For sure, disrespected. So I, I can't necessarily have an answer, but I love that I'm learning about the business side of things and that I can kind of touch on it. But I would say the Browns, if I had to give you an answer, just because with all this, right, you said the number was over 30. 35 is the exact number, I believe, for Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. You get $250 million. I mean, the math just does not add up. No, not at all. For a guy that's facing over 30 sexual assault allegations. My God, it is this point of the hour already. We've been pontificating for 54 minutes. I still have a lot I need to say. Uh, We'll get to your social media. We'll continue to take calls. Which pro sports franchise or which sports organization is most scummy in your mind? The one that, that, that causes you a visceral Reaction 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, tweeted us at KLV1063, that's 888-760-3776, and I've teased it a couple of times, but I do want to play the Sean Marks into Kevin Durant audio from yesterday, because I just wonder how complicit all innocent KD is in this entire Brooklyn Nets fiasco. Which pro sports franchise or which sports organization just comes off the most scummy to you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Real quick, let me tell you about I Think Financial. The community needs your help. Donate today to the I Think Community Foundation. Support their mission to improve the lives of children and families in our communities. This is your chance to step up and uh, do it with I Think Financial. Each year, the I Think Community Foundation hosts Jingle Bells at the Branches, where children in need can come enjoy activities, holiday treats, and a special guest appearance right from the North Pole. Donate at ithinkfi.org foundation or show support by purchasing a Jingle Bells icon at your nearest branch. Visit ithinkfi.org locations to find your branch or call one 800 873 5100. That's I Think Financial. And Stone and I know from spending time at I Think Financial locations, they have great snacks. He's Stone the Banner with Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 1063. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. You got to cool off. It is so disgusting again. I look at the weather forecast this morning, Stone. 93% humidity on November 2nd. Got to love it. This is salt life for you. You love it. Hashtag salt life. Oh, I'm hanging loose. You're just going to the beach. I'm chubbed up, going to the beach. Salt life. It's all the above, baby. I love this. Oh, man. But for normal folks, and for those of you new to South Florida, surprise! This is how it is. There's no fall. There's a handful of high 60s, low 70s in November. You'll get the same thing beginning in November. Maybe you'll get uh, 61, 62 degrees late December. All the white women will break out the boots, the furry boots. You don't know the name of them? Huh? You don't know the name of the boots? No. Uggs. Uggs. I'll break them up. And then it'll be 
85% hot. AC needs to be working. That's where EDS comes in. EDS is yes. Again, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. They have their blowout sale right now. Take advantage of this. I'm urging you, if you think that your AC unit is about to... Right now, at blowout sale, in-stock units, you can get a rebate up to $750 on all in-stock units at EDS Air Conditioning. But they can't help you unless you go to edsairconditioning.com and you reach out to them. And you get a rebate update. But this is the time to act. If it's time to overhaul your AC unit and you've been trying to wait and wait and wait because you don't have the money, well, now's the time. Potential rebate up to $750. EDS Air Conditioning, the blowout sale. EDSAirConditioning.com. Always remember, write it down. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. Before we head into our official hour number two, Stone, let's hear Sean Marks from last night, or from yesterday, I should say, talking about Steve Nash and the decision to fire Steve Nash, who lasted a finger snap into this 2022-2023 season. And while Kyrie's off being anti-Semitic and the Nets are bad and they're underperforming, Steve Nash sat down with Sean Marks, and this is what Sean Marks had to say about his now former head coach and the decision to let him go. As you guys heard the news evening, um, as you guys heard the news today, uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Steve and Leela and the entire Nash family for uh, their commitment, their sacrifice, uh, friendship, and everything they've done, not only for the, for the Nets organization, but for the, for the borough of Brooklyn. I think you guys all know that um, Steve and I have a very close relationship. We will continue to have a very close relationship. Uh, it dates back more than 20 years. Uh, that, has, that relationship has made this a, a very difficult decision, um, but at the same time, it's it's made it a, uh, a one that I could come to, or we could come to together, um, with an understanding, an honest understanding, appreciation for each other, and, and where we stand. So, um, we both felt that this was this was time. Uh, it was certainly trending in that way, and to be quite frank, the team was um, was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. You know, we we have we've fallen. Um, from our goals, of meeting our goals, and it was, it was time now because we still have uh, lofty aspirations of where we need to get to. So um, with that said, we wish, again, we wish Steve and Leela all the best and commend him for, for everything he's done. And I, I will um, also state that just his humility and his leadership throughout his entire time has been something that we've all learned from. You know, his fingerprints will be all over this organization for, for many, many years to come. So, you know, I, I thank him uh, and his whole family for that. Make no mistake, Steve Nash is not unhappy today. The The ego hit that he took from being fired as head coach of the Nets is offset by, I don't have to deal with this locker room anymore. Indeed. I don't have to be a part of this franchise anymore. And I think a big part of the headache for him is not only Kyrie and whatever documentary he's watching next and promoting on Twitter, it's also... KD. And KD had this to say when asked about Steve Nash and him losing his job and being dismissed 
<laughs> just over a handful of games into the season. The same KD, by the way, who reportedly sat down with management in the offseason and said, I don't want to play for Steve Nash anymore. Listen to what KD said about Steve Nash being let go. You're always shocked when a move like this happens, but it's normal in the NBA. The rocky year last year, rocky summer. Uh, we knew that everybody was being evaluated. That's just how it is. I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a roller coaster the last few years, but, you know, the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do, you know. So regardless of who the coach, regardless of, you know, the circumstances, still got to come to work. So I enjoy coming to work with Steve. Bull bleep. The first, just play right, right at the beginning. You're always shocked when... There. I was shocked. No, you weren't. You, you weren't shocked. You called for it. You called for it. You're not shocked that Steve Nash is gone. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if KD went to Cy, went to Marks and said, hey, this isn't working. Get him out. KD is such a phony. I mean, that's just phony stuff. I liked, I liked Brooklyn with Steve. I like uh, Brooklyn with the, the coaching staff. Uh, I enjoyed Steve. No, you didn't. See, Stop. I, I'll hesitate calling KD a phony because I think he's just a hooper at heart. He's somebody who just wants to go out there and play basketball. If he didn't have a coach, he wouldn't care. If his teammates never spoke to him, I don't think he'd care. He just wants to go out there and hoop, play basketball. I, I'm, I'm really hesitant on calling him a phony. I think it's some company lines, right? Really shocked. Love being coached by them. Love the staff. Now, like stuff you got to throw out there. Company line, though, is when nobody knows anything. It becomes disrespectful when he's openly saying things that people know not to be true. Sure. Like that, that's where it bothers me. It's one of the interviews where you just have to answer the question, right? Get by. You know this clip's going to get posted. You know it's going to get played on ESPN Radio in West Palm Beach, right? Like, Katie knows that, and he's probably listening, right? He, uh, he, of course. He also thinks I'm a racist. <laughs> Can't live it alive, but just stuff you got to answer. I don't think this dude cares. I don't think he's a phony. When we come back, it's time to celebrate. Because Stone and I and the Dolphins are chubbed up. He's still on the band. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Great. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. You got to cool off. It is so disgusting again. I look at the weather forecast this morning, Stone. 93% humidity on November 2nd. Got to love it. This is salt life for you. You love it. Hashtag salt life. Oh, I'm hanging loose. You're just going to the beach. I'm chubbed up, going to the beach. Salt life. It's all the above, baby. I love this. Oh, man. But for normal folks, and for those of you new to South Florida, surprise! This is how it is. There's no fall. There's a handful of high 60s, low 70s in November. You'll get the same thing beginning in November. Maybe you'll get uh, 61, 62 degrees late December. All the white women will break out the boots, the furry boots. You don't know the name of them? Huh? You don't know the name of the boots? No. Uggs. Uggs. I'll break them up. And then it'll be... 85% hot. AC needs to be working. That's where EDS comes in. EDS is yes. Again, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. They have their blowout sale right now. Take advantage of this. 
I'm urging you, if you think that your AC unit is about to right now at the blowout sale, in-stock units, you can get a rebate up to $750 on all in-stock units at EDS Air Conditioning. But they can't help you unless you go to edsairconditioning.com and you reach out to them. And you get a rebate update. But this is the time to act. If it's time to overhaul your AC unit and you've been trying to wait and wait and wait because you don't have the money, well, now's the time. Potential rebate up to $750. EDS Air Conditioning, the blowout sale. EDSAirConditioning.com. Always remember, write it down. EDS is yes. EDS is yes. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. Before we head into our official hour number two, Stone, let's hear Sean Marks from last night, or from yesterday, I should say, talking about Steve Nash and the decision to fire Steve Nash, who lasted a finger snap into this 2022-2023 season. And while Kyrie's off being anti-Semitic and the Nets are bad and they're underperforming, Steve Nash sat down with Sean Marks, and this is what Sean Marks had to say about his now former head coach and the decision to let him go. As you guys heard the news evening, um, as you guys heard the news today, uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank Steve and Leela and the entire Nash family for uh, their commitment, their sacrifice, uh, friendship, and everything they've done, not only for the, for the Nets organization, but for the, for the borough of Brooklyn. I think you guys all know that um, Steve and I have a very close relationship. We will continue to have a very close relationship. Uh, it dates back more than 20 years. Uh, that, has, that relationship has made this a, a very difficult decision, um, but at the same time, it's, it's made it a, uh, a one that I could come to, or we could come to together um, with an understanding, an honest understanding, appreciation for each other and, and where we stand. So um, we both felt that this was, this was time. Uh, it was certainly trending in that way, and to be quite frank, the team was, um, was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. You know, we're, we have we've fallen um, from our goals, of meeting our goals, and it was, it was time now because we still have uh, lofty aspirations of where we need to get to. So um, with that said, we wish, again, we wish Steve and Leela all the best and commend them for, for everything he's done. And I, I will um, also state that just his humility and his leadership throughout his entire time has been something that we've all learned from. You know, his fingerprints will be all over this organization for, for many, many years to come. So, you know, I, I thank him uh, and his whole family for that. Make no mistake, Steve Nash is not unhappy today. The, the ego hit that he took from being fired as head coach of the Nets is offset by, I don't have to deal with this locker room anymore. Indeed. I don't have to be a part of this franchise anymore. And I think a big part of the headache for him is not only Kyrie and whatever documentary he's watching next and promoting on Twitter. It's also KD. And KD had this to say when asked about Steve Nash and him losing his job and being dismissed (laughs) just over a handful of games into the season. The same KD, by the way, who reportedly sat down with management in the offseason and said, I don't want to play for Steve Nash anymore. Listen to what KD said about Steve Nash being let go. You're always shocked when a move like this happens, but it's normal in the NBA. The rocky year last year, rocky summer, 
we knew that everybody was being evaluated. That's just how it is. I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a roller coaster the last few years, but, you know, the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do, you know. So regardless of who the coach, regardless of, you know, the circumstances, still got to come to work. So I enjoy coming to work with Steve. Bull bleep. The first, just play right, right at the beginning. You're always shocked when... There. I was shocked. No, you weren't. You, you weren't shocked. You called for it. You called for it. You're not shocked that Steve Nash is gone. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if KD went to Cy, went to Marks and said, hey, this isn't working. Get him out. KD is such a phony. I mean, that's just phony stuff. I liked, I, I liked Brooklyn with Steve. I liked uh, Brooklyn with the, the coaching staff. Uh, I enjoyed Steve. No, you didn't. See, Stop. I, I'll hesitate calling KD a phony because I think he's a, just a hooper at heart. He's somebody who just wants to go out there and play basketball. If he didn't have a coach, he wouldn't care. If his teammates never spoke to him, I don't think he'd care. He just wants to go out there and hoop, play basketball. I, I'm, I'm really hesitant on calling him a phony. I think it's some company lines, right? Really shocked. Love being coached by them. Love the staff. Now, like stuff you got to throw out there. Company line, though, is when nobody knows anything. It becomes disrespectful when he's openly saying things that people know not to be true. Sure. Like that, that's where it bothers me. It's one of the interviews where you just have to answer the question, right? Get by. You know this clip's going to get posted. You know it's going to get played on ESPN Radio in West Palm Beach, right? Like, Katie knows that, and he's probably listening, right? He, uh, he, of course. He also thinks I'm a racist. <laughs> Can't live it alive, but just stuff you got to answer. I don't think this dude cares. I don't think he's a phony. When we come back, it's time to celebrate. Because Stone and I and the Dolphins are chubbed up. He's still on the Bandowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.